Hello everyone and welcome to Millennial Rewind, where we take a not-so-sentimental look at the movies and TV shows that were around when millennials were growing up. I'm your host, Nick, coming to you from the plastic people with delusions of grandeur capital of the world, Los Angeles, California. And joining me here in the City of Angels is my co-host, Jules. Jules, how are you doing today? I'm constantly failing at learning how to fall with style, you know, just... Uh, when you're tall and lanky, you just fall. <laughs> and joining us from the doll's head on a mechanical spider of Southern California, the Inland <laughs> Empire, is my other co-host, John. John, what's happening? Pretty similar, to be honest. I've dislocated my shoulder swan diving a stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think you were a space socket, ranger? Right? <laughs> no, that's what dislocated means. It's floppy. I mean, it's attached, but you know. <laughs> I mean, we can't see your arms. It could have been severed. We don't know. Yeah, I put the Space Jam soundtrack on, and that song just, you know. <laughs> Three seconds later, you dressed up like Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> get drunk off literally nothing I'm, I'm, well, uh, well, uh, are you implying that i wasn't already <laughs> oh. uh, mrs nesbitt mrs nesbitt how are you doing today <laughs> i mean you didn't ask why i swan dove down the well i mean i had some kick-ass tea and you know, you know Mrs. Oh. Nesbitt. well before we get started <laughs> if you like what you hear today please do us a favor and hit that subscribe button also be sure to share the show with anyone you think might like to listen as well and all of that nonsense is because we watched the first feature-length 3D animated motion picture, Toy Story. And John, how would you tell someone you watched Toy Story without using the title? Well, I really wanted to sit down to a genre-blending original concept, and then I remembered that gritty live-action remakes suck, which is why I did <laughs> not watch 2011's Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> And Jules, if the producers had asked you to come up with a different title for this film, what would it be? The Lost Toys in Unnecessary Surgery Land. <laughs> uh, again, that's just L.A. That's just <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> Man, this movie was absolutely fucking groundbreaking. As we said, it was the first full-length computer-generated animated motion picture, uh, Pixar's first feature. I think this was like Steve Jobs when he wasn't quite at Apple. This was kind of like his Apple hiatus at this point. And this movie's animation has, it'll show in its age, but it blew everyone's fucking minds when this came out. Like, you look at it now, it's like, okay, yeah, like a college student taking an animation class could do this in their sleep but this was fucking groundbreaking and do other you guys have any memories of of watching this and like how it affected your lives well as previously mentioned in many other episodes i grew up a lot in a small indiana town where there wasn't shit to do so me and a couple of my friends actually just went and saw this in the theater even though we were teenagers like we weren't old enough to drive and go literally anywhere else <laughs> and had a good time Aliens in the claw machine became, you know, kind of the running thing at school, <laughs> if you got that reference or not. <laughs> yeah, but 
that was really about it for the impact that it had on my life. Yeah. This was an incredible movie going experience for me. I mean, it was it was so different and it opened my eyes to trying different things. So of course I got the video and watched it like 20 million times. Because nothing says trying new things like repeat viewings. That's <laughs> that's the joke, yes. Um, <laughs> hey, nothing gets by me twice. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, for all our cynicism, it was pretty incredible to grow up, essentially, in the birth and evolution of 3D animation. Because it, it ended up creating this long laundry list of masterpieces. Uh, and a bug's life. Um... <laughs> oh, bug's life is lovely. <laughs> it was fine. It's got a beautiful butterfly. Stop trying to justify a bug's life, internet. It's it's not a good movie. It really isn't. <laughs> Coming up next time, a bug's life. <laughs> Ooh, that's cruel. That's cruel. You think Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Up, Wooly, Ratatouille, Monsters Inc. Just these gorgeous gorgeous movies and uh that was a part of our 90s childhood it's kind of surreal it was i am again 99 percent sure that i saw this in a theater i definitely had the white clamshell uh plastic vhs well you know the, the casing that went around the vhs the disney what is it, casing, with, yeah. it with you and clamshells dude <laughs> i no this is what disney put all I think he's trying to kink shame me on the air, and I'm not going to let you, Jules. I'm not going to let you. So, wait, whose edit is this one? (laughs) It's mine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's like, do you get to allow that? Do you? I have the power. And here's the thing. So, I, uh, Jules, might identify with this as well. I had a very wild, deep imagination as a kid that was, you know, slowly crushed out of me by the long slog of adulthood. But back then, this movie. super duper affected me because I came back home and I'm like, oh, fuck, are my toys alive? Absolutely. You you definitely treasured your toys a lot more after this movie. So much more. Yeah, I mean, I I, I couldn't throw them away. I hated breaking them by accident. I took care of them. Like, you see some of the shit that Andy does to his toys and I'm like, how could you do that? They're alive, you Mm -hmm. fucking animal. So I spent a lot of my childhood thinking my toys were alive and being overly emotionally attached to them And yeah, so that is why I'm a materialist, because I'm emotionally attached to things. Oddly, this is probably the first movie that I loved where I didn't actually want any of the toys that were featured in it. Interesting. (laughs) I mean, but I did find a Buzz Lightyear, and I was just like, In a crane machine? (laughs) Just... Hanging from a lamppost, but no, um, no. I found I found a Buzz Lightyear in the store, and I thought, you know what? I am oh gonna buy it. God. I am gonna buy this because I love the movie, and it sucked. <laughs> it, Interesting. I mean, honestly, he, he he was barely movable. He didn't have any of the features from the movie. The buttons were painted on. The helmet opens like halfway and you can forget all about the wings so that was the very last toy i ever bought and because i just made do with my own toys after that quick question was buzz with only one z and like the word light had a y in it (laughs) (laughs) there was variable quality straight straight from uh you know the the great toy foundries of kazakhstan yeah l-y-t-y-e-e-r light year (laughs) year Light year. We've been making Buzz Light years for the last 20 years. It is going well. It is going very well. <laughs> 
so here's the thing. So I'm pretty sure this was like one of the last movies I saw before I moved to South Africa. So I had the American VHS copy going to there. But the movie like had a big impact down there as well. And some kid had a Buzz Lightyear toy. And I'm pretty sure it was basically the same as one of the movies. So, like there were varying qualities of the Buzz Lightyear toys that Very. you could get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, but Jules you just could... came in a happy meal. Yeah, yours came in. A... I bet there was a Toy Story Happy Meal. There like, had there to been, a, been. A, a that or a, like a Burger King or something. There was definitely a tie-in. Happy absolutely, meal. absolutely. I mean, hell, if the Power Rangers movie had a fucking Happy Meal toy, which it did, one of the Uncharted games had a subway tie-in. You had CG Nathan Drake selling you footlongs. <laughs> That is no bearing on this conversation at all. But I mean, we could just sit here and talk product placement all day. I'm cool with that. It was a big thing. But also, like, I mean, there's a shit ton of product placement in this movie, as we'll get to, uh, in terms of like toy brands and classic toys. Oh, you mean how I'm from Play School and John's from Mattel? I mean, a small company that was purchased by Mattel. In a leverage buyout? Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> I got bought out. <laughs> That's right, John. You are part of a conglomerate. You are. <laughs> John is a subsidiary of Millennial Rewind Incorporated. John action figures will be coming soon to a swap meet near you. Basically, Stinky Pete's <laughs> figurines from Toy Story. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> I was so gonna make a, a like Millennial Rewind toys now, but fuck you, not anymore. <laughs> No, we'll have Nick, we'll have me, and then for Jules, it'll just be Groot. <laughs> I am Groot, but I, do, I would like the idea of the marketing for this particular episode to just be, instead of our classic John, just Stinky Pete in the background. Uh, no, because Stinky Pete is not in this movie. If we were doing Toy Story 2, I would totally get some overalls and a red shirt. <laughs> And um and it, like a prospector hat. Hell, I would color my beard and everything. I would totally do stinky. <laughs> Next Ren Fair, I'm going as Stinky Pete. <laughs> and I need one of you to be Woody. <laughs> and the other one is Jesse. Yeehaw! Jules is Jesse. Got it. Jules is Jesse. Cool. That it is decided. Because here's the thing, I don't know if we're ever gonna do the second one, but the boarding school that would eventually fucking just absolutely traumatize me and destroy my self-esteem. One of the ways they got me to decide to go there was when I went to visit, they took us to Toy Story 2 at the town movie theater. As opposed to actually showing any part of the school, you, you were actually brainwashed by Toy Story 2 into going to the school. <laughs> oh no, it was like, oh cool, there's a movie theater theater in this town and like you know we stayed in the dorms everyone pretended to be nice and then that's how they get you but this spot like this has had three sequels so far and there definitely were video games that came out I, there were a lot of disney video game tie-ins a lot of them were educational a lot of them were some of them were actually quite good yeah, I, nothing springs to mind. I mean, some. some. Yeah, Aladdin and Lion King. Those are the only two that were really good that spring to mind. They were hard as all shit, but you know, this was Sega and Super Nintendo. Yeah, days, for so. for Toy Story, I'm like, there were. <laughs> I think there were computer games that <laughs> somehow had worse graphics than, than the movie because <laughs> all our PCs were potatoes back then. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, if you guys don't have anything else to say, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to break down the poorly textured movie that is Toy Story. 
I'm telling you that I could fly around this room with my eyes closed. Okay then, Mr. Lightbeer, prove it. All right then, Sheriff Woody, I will. Stand back, everyone. Uh... Uh, yeah. Guess he couldn't fly a potato head. Oh yeah, worked that out, did you, him? You know, considering he's clearly a toy just like the rest of us with all the same limitations and all. Exactly. Reality saved us from a whole movie's worth of trouble. But Woody, Buzz is dead. Ah oh, man, his limbs are all over the place. That's disgusting. Oh yeah, I get it. You don't blink when I'm torn to shreds by Andy's little sister, but when it comes to some mentally deranged astronaut, suddenly it's oh so shocking. The point is that I'm still in charge around these ear parts. Isn't that what really matters? And I'm here too, little Bo Peep. Bear? Meat? And we're back. And my first question to you both is, why did they add the modern Disney intro on the Disney Plus version? What what the fuck is this? (laughs) Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. That's all I have to say about that. We are powerful. We are Disney. Pixar wasn't even bought out by Disney at this point, I don't think. No, it wasn't. They were just released. They just uh, distributed. I see. But yeah, they, they had a working relationship, though. Right. So this was just jammed on. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Disney jamming. Disney jamming. Mouse and, jamming. Well, speaking of jamming, uh, the the notorious Pixar lamp comes out, and this was the first time we had ever seen the Pixar lamp. He comes out and he jumps and crushes the eye and then just stares at you for a little too long. Just a couple <laughs> seconds I always long. found this lamp so goddamn adorable. Me too. Oh, he's he, adorable. He, he smashes the eye. and I mean, everyone knows what this is like. He kind of looks down like, oh, fucked up. And then the way it turns is just so sheepish. Yeah, for sure. So great. That said, I hate Wally. <laughs> really? I feel no emotions for Wally, but I love this fucking lamp. I don't know. You have no soul, Jonathan. <laughs> Quit using often <laughs> john is actually not a jonathan anyways i like how um, irritated he gets we've been over this multiple <laughs> times um i had a co-worker who refused to spell my name the way it's spelled he kept adding an h yeah and i was like these are in emails like this wasn't an autocorrect thing <laughs> and when i asked her about it she just turned to me and went because that's not how it's spelled <laughs> You are spelling your own name wrong. Okay, so this is, I'm probably going to sound like an asshole ranting about this next thing, because uh, we still, I still have issues with Disney Plus streaming service outside of, <laughs> and it's not just Disney Plus, a lot of streaming services are starting to do this. Why the fuck are they defaulting to closed captions on these fucking things? Mine didn't. Mine did. And like it's been doing this on Netflix and a bunch of other things. Like you log in for the first time and it will automatically default to closed captions. And it's like, hey, disability access, great thing. But 3.5% of the country, only 3.5% of the country is deaf. Hold on, like, hold on. Jules, are you having these issues? What I wanted to say was that Nick's got to stop fucking hacking my accounts because I love using closed captions and that's the only... (laughs) Well, shit. (laughs) Aren't I an asshole? So anyways, uh, me yelling about deaf people aside because I'm a terrible person. um, It's cool. They can't hear you. They can't hear me. Yeah. (laughs) 
and we don't do uh, transcriptions of the episodes yet. So anyway, so we watch Andy, the, 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 the main child of the movie. He's playing out a Wild West scene. He's like drawing houses on boxes and there's a reward for Mr. Potato Head for 50 bazillion dollars because kids. Yeah, so he plays out this scene. Mr. Potato Head's the bad guy, takes the town hostage. Woody comes in and saves the day, uses Slinky Dog as a force field dog. He's like, ah, you can't stop. Yeah, I love that little um, thing on there. You know, yeah, it's a Slinky Dog, but you got your imagination. You're using it in different ways. I thought that was lovely. Me too. <laughs> there, there are a bunch of fun lines in there too. You know, Mr. Potato Head goes, money, money, money. Mwah, mwah, mwah. And my note for that was uh, John Lasseter's response to Disney's bid for Pixar. Uh, somehow made it the <laughs> of his very first movie. Also, Bo Peep's line, stop it, you mean old potato, was just a line that I'm going to consistently hear when I hit my 60s. <laughs> <laughs> Jules, I don't think you physically could ever look potato-shaped. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is he gets that really weird, long, white ear hair, so it'd be like when potatoes start sprouting roots. And exactly. And he gets like the liver spots, long. like maybe yeah. that slightly jaundiced okay come on i'm a white guy living in la i'm gonna be shriveled up like a potato in absolutely <laughs> no time <laughs> okay if you have shriveled potatoes there's something very wrong going on in your pantry <laughs> if your potatoes are shriveled please see your doctor <laughs> if your potatoes are shriveled please stop abandoning children on a daily basis <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut. All right. Yeah, listener, you're going to have to listen to all our episodes to find out where that comes from. I love Millennial Rewind PSAs. They're the best. (laughs) I like our pleas for sponsorship even better. Give us money. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) So, yeah, the the force field dog gets attacked by a uh, force field dog eating dinosaur, and they have to very clearly show, like, indicate that this dinosaur doesn't actually kill the dog (laughs) because he goes, ah! like he goes away and it's like no if the if he's a force field dog eating dinosaur the dog's dead like he just killed a dog in his imagination and he's a psycho i mean we were all psychos back then but he ate the force field yeah i don't care that that's a vast majority of what comprises the dog (laughs) (laughs) we've also established that this is how john hammond responds to his deeply concerned investors he brings naturally dinosaur <laughs> to, to destroy their force fields, exactly. yes, yeah, so that he can be all money, money, money. See, it's all it's all around. coming together. <laughs> John Hammond is Mr. Potato Head confirmed. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Mr. Potato Cat gets captured. He goes to jail, which is the baby's crib in Andy's room. I feel like the baby is selectively in this room. Sometimes the crib's there, sometimes it's not. But that's where he goes, gets slobbered on. And now we get the iconic Randy Newman song, You've Got a Friend in Me, over the opening credits. And I gotta say, I mean, Randy Newman is very prolific and has a wonderful career and is a terrific songwriter. And I cannot stand his voice. (laughs) Okay, that's why everyone makes fun of him. Because I feel like he gets made fun of on Family Guy in South Park like all the time. And it's just like, and it's, it's honestly because of the voice. Okay. It has to be. It it, re- it legitimately irritates me. <laughs> and then you find out about all this other work that he's done. You're like, holy shit, this person is my god. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
Well, maybe we've also just been spoiled by John Williams, but yeah, I, I felt like the music did not age quite as well. No, I think the music's lovely. Really? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. It's just, should have gotten somebody who wasn't Randy Newman to perform it, because like, <laughs> you got a friend. Yeah, we, 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 we all know how Randy Newman sounds. <laughs> it was very effective for the stairwell scene, though, I must say. Yes, and we will get there. So yeah, montage of Andy playing with Woody, establishing their bestest buds, and my god, Andy is nightmare fuel. Fucking hell, <laughs> The way the humans, particularly the kids, are animated is just haunting. Yeah, they really wanted to do, you know, computer animated film, like we said, first of the kind. And the reason they made it about toys was they just didn't have what it took to, you know, make people look good. And so, you know, you see people here and there, but yeah, they're no better. Like Andy's skin looks just as plastic as Woody or Buzz. (laughs) (laughs) You have to admit, though, it kind of works for Sid because... Well, he's supposed to be a bit of nightmare fuel so, exactly so nightmare fuelish that's probably why andy gets so much less coverage oh sid. they put way more into sid than they did any other human in this movie they did i've got some notes on that so slides woody down the banister holy shit these banisters textures did not fucking age well and my question to you guys is this what kid in those days who didn't live in like fucking wyoming was this into cowboys i never met that kid even when i was living in America. Like, no kid was like, I like cowboys! Yeehaw! Well, if I had a cowboy toy, I might have. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there was a a period, it was a bit younger, you know, than Andy is in this movie, where, yeah, cowboys was a cool thing, um, but that's more of like four or five-year-old around the same time as dinosaurs. So his playing kind of makes sense. I don't know, man. I I think it's a way that it's just sort of these are basic toys that everyone had at some point, and so it's a way to help not date it, instead of being like, oh, Batman toys you know it's to be a little more generic but still recognizable fair enough also is Andy wearing Jesse's hat from Toy Story 2 I feel like they wear the same hat or a very similar hat it would actually make a lot of sense since Woody and her are from the same show right and he has a Woody toy that he would have other merchandise from that show there is an ABC Roundup poster on his wall so it's like all these little seeds that they didn't really deal with they brought back around in the sequel like there's an ad for Al's Toy Barn in this one. Yeah, they go to Al's Toy Barn in the second one. So yeah, there's there is like universe continuity. So yeah, he runs down and Andy's mom is in like the living room, kitchen, like dining room area, getting ready for Andy's birthday party. And this movie had zero mom animation budget. <laughs> this movie had almost zero mom model making budget. So she little. is a mannequin. No, she's worse than that. She's worse than that because not to the extent that Woody does but she tapers at the joints it's really off-putting so it's almost time for the party we also casually learn here that they're moving and this is also where we get a screen credit that comes up that lets us know that Joss Whedon co-wrote this yeah yep. what the fuck was that about well you see before they make movies someone has to write the script <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that person is Joss Whedon and Joss Whedon wrote a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah but this is the guy you wrote Alien Resurrection what the hell is he doing writing Toy Story <laughs> and Cabin in the Woods and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Firefly and made the Avengers see when people are in creative fields they're allowed to do these wildly different things. Yes, I am aware of how creative fields work. It just seemed weird. It doesn't sound like you do. 
<laughs> hey, Ridley Scott did Thelma and Louise. Like, let's like yeah, people can... see <laughs> Joel Schumacher. Holy fuck, dude! Seriously, look up that guy's filmography. He's only known for quote unquote ruining Batman, but. Oh, no, no, he's made some... Uh, I will stand by his filmography. Anyways, uh, Andy goes and puts Woody back <laughs> in his room, puts him on the bed, because that's his special spot, pulls his string one more time, and says, like, there's a snake in my boots, or whatever the fuck he says, grabs the baby, walks out. So now the coast is clear, and the toys can come to life now. So we can see that, and we get to meet everybody. There's Ham, the piggy bank, played by John Ratzenberger of Cheers fame, plays Cliff Clavin. There's Mr. Potato Head, who's Don Rickles. Yep. Okay, what the fuck is this puck? <laughs> it's a puck. No, but it's not a hockey puck. It, it's right. got arms and legs. Why would you have a hockey puck toy with arms and legs? That's so... Why would you have that? Generic teen mascot. So Woody jumps off. We meet Slinky Dog, who um, is a southern boy and is also very loyal to Woody. Tells him to round up everybody for a staff meeting because Woody's in charge of all the toys. And what the fuck did toys get a staff meeting for? They're like inanimate objects in like well, life. they got to make sure that they got their moving buddies you know so no one gets lost or left behind that's also really fucking stupid and we're gonna we're almost there and you know plastic corrosion awareness is down lately we need it to come to light a little more why is there plastic corrosion awareness they can be aware of it what the fuck are they gonna do about it anyways he passes at just sketch on the way to the meeting and he's got a he's got a you know a, a relationship with that just sketch like draw and the just sketch draws a, a revolver and he's like oh you got me and yeah this is some bullshit because clearly by the time Etch-a-Sketch is done drawing a goddamn gun, Woody's got his little finger guns out there for like three fucking seconds, dude. You oh, won. very much. I'm guessing you won every time. Or maybe it's like if you're playing with a small child and they like run and jump at you and kind of do that fall down uh, thing and they think they're awesome. I think that's it. He's just doing it uh, for that reason. Etch-a-Sketch is a toddler. Got it. <laughs> Etch-a-Sketch is a toddler confirmed. Rex the dinosaur fails to scare him. I love Rex in this. He's great. But he has the worst textures out of all the toys. Like, you can see the pixelation in the grooves on his body. It is it is at noticeable. At least he has grooves. They tried. They at least tried for texture on this one, man. <laughs> I could just picture them writing him, though, as a character, as a Tyrannosaurus with self-esteem issues. <laughs> yes, Tyrannosaurus <laughs> so with self-esteem <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. <laughs> this is two years after Jurassic Park that, like, T-Rexes were still very much in the zeitgeist so Bo Peep like there's a little Bo Peep doll uh, stops Woody to make fuck plans for later yes they do we're gonna put them sheep to bed early <laughs> yeah get someone else to watch the sheep tonight and Woody's like oh, 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 girl I, I have a question does Bo Peep actually think Woody saved her flock no she's playing along I mean honestly everyone else seems to be under the impression that they know their toys <laughs> <laughs> so oh no Bo, Bo Peep does as well it's um role playing slutty banter not really slutty but yeah it's role playing she's still role playing yeah. she's role playing the whole you saved my flock how can I repay you with fuck stuff I'll make sure to shear the you first <laughs> <laughs> and John's going to hell um, and grooming is important <laughs> Manscaped, fuck you, sponsor us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Speaking of shaving your you, uh, when you're bald, shearing. 
this movie has some crazy blatant product placement. Like we see like a little Tykes um, fire truck. We see play school tinker toys, like a whole thing. And yeah, now we're at the staff meeting, as you mentioned, you know, they're going to have moving buddies as if they have a choice with, with whom they get fucking packed in a box. Like this is dumb. Plastic erosion awareness bug. Yeah, it'd what? be so weird if, you know, it's like, okay, I got my moving buddy. And then because they go limp whenever humans show up. So like one of them gets picked up and put in a box and it's like oh i forgot this one so they get put somewhere else moving buddy makes no goddamn sense like you said just moments ago and apparently the, the birthday party is getting moved up to today and this causes a huge fucking freak out because like oh my god it's you know more toys like they're, they're everyone's scared about new toys Woody tells everyone to calm down it's like he's like yeah everyone listen to Woody, calm down and mr potato head literally takes his mouth and kisses his own ass <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That, that definitely stood out to me, too. Everyone talks about Buzz and Woody. Mr. Potato Head was my hero out of this movie. <laughs> I gotta be honest. His line, did you take stupid pills for breakfast, has stayed with me my entire life. <laughs> I know it's way later, but my God, Don Rickles, thank you very much. It's true. He says, look, I'm Picasso, as he mashes <laughs> up his face. Yeah, I don't care for that one so much. You know, like that? I thought that was good. No. What about the uncultured swine part to the piggy bank? Decent, decent wordplay. There was a lot of jokes in this that I appreciated more when I was younger. And now I'm just kind of like, eh, kids will find it funny. So Mr. Potato Head gives himself blowjobs, right? Like, like that's, <laughs> that definitely happens. Well, why do you think he's so excited for the prospect of a Mrs. Potato Head? And he's like, guys, I can dream. He's <laughs> like, stop sucking my own cubic region. Stop sucking my spud. <laughs> So, yeah, Woody gives a speech about, hey, nobody's going to get replaced, pinning that fucking shit, because <laughs> he's very comfortable and confident in his position as Andy's favorite toy. And Ham breaks up the meeting because birthday guests at three o'clock. I guess that depends on which way you're facing. But then they f look out the window and they're facing. Maybe that's the time of day. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, like the one time that ever happened. <laughs> Oh, and Indiana Jones's dad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the toys look out the window. They're looking at the kids and the size of the boxes. They're freaking out because of the big ones. And Woody, to calm them down, says he's going to send out a recon party of little Grima army men. <laughs> no, no, he actually says the line, if I send out the troops, will you all calm down? And I think that's probably the only time that sentence has ever been uttered. <laughs> <laughs> well at least that it's been uttered and yes it actually should have a calming effect <laughs> so the the little green army men led by arlie ermy uh yeah i would have paid so much money to listen to arlie ermy as the sergeant like start giving his his full metal jacket speech <laughs> there is no fried chicken and watermelon in my mess hall does that disappoint you private snowball oh come on his best line is bullshit i bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose <laughs> <laughs> but no he's got to keep it pg for the fucking no. movie <sighs> who'd have thought he has range <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyways, so yeah, they see this is how we learned about what Jules thinks about creative roles. This is what is known as an actor's range in his world. My world. <laughs> so, anyways, little little green army men take a baby monitor. They start making their way downstairs, and then we get an unnecessary paratrooper drop because then they because they parachute down to the lower floor first. Nigh unbreakable, like solid cast plastic toys are better at army skills than Shao Kahn. <laughs> <laughs> also put a pin in this as one of many ways that toys can drop the distance from a window to a hedge. But they throw a jump rope out and the guys who parachuted first don't catch it, don't hold it down. They didn't need to parachute. They were just fucking around. Pin in the jump rope too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one would hope you need to secure it somehow. So now the paratroopers, uh, well, the, the the army men, they're making their way to a, a nearby plant. But then Andy's mom, they hear her. So they have to like go into toy mode. One of them gets crushed. You know, a good soldier never leaves a man behind after the crushed soldier says, go on without me. They make their way into the plant. And so when they turn on the baby monitor, it occurred to me that both units of the baby monitor were in Andy's room. <laughs> The mom is not monitoring the baby with the baby monitor. The crib is in there because reasons? I I don't understand that. There has to be enough bedrooms in this house. If you don't want the crib in there with you as a parent, there had to have been more than one other bedroom in this house. It could be that Andy was just babysitting and he had the baby monitor with him and just left it in his bedroom because he was bringing the baby down with him. But there's no reason to have the receiver in the room that the baby is in. No, he had it in his pocket and he just wandered back into his room. I'm going with neglectful mother. (laughs) I'm going with neglect. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, terrible mom. And so they set up the, the radio and they start radioing back to <laughs> to the other toys. Can I point out the fact that the lieutenant looks through binoculars that are clearly can't see anything? That is true. <laughs> yep. He looks through yep. solid plastic binoculars. Get the fuck out I of here. I just wanted that cut, you know, the next cut, which actually has, you know, the binocular shaped POV shot. I just wanted it to cut away and just be black. <laughs> 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 I get that if we're going to nitpick this, we have to nitpick, you know, the fact that they have eyes and can see in the first place. But the fact that they are looking through something completely solid is, <laughs> is a nice a nice touch. I, I, I got to concede that one. So my question now is, why does Mr. Potato Head get excited about a Mrs. Potato Head potentially? As he covered if, this, as, I'm not going to repeat it. Yeah, he wants someone else to suck his dick, but maybe she's not into him. Maybe he's an asshole. Maybe she's, you know. It doesn't matter. She was clearly created for that purpose by virtue of being female. Uh, women are things. And of the same toy species. <laughs> the toy species. Look, I don't make the I don't make the mold injection rules. Also, what fucking kid brings bed sheets as a present? Like fuck that. Yes. Kid. <laughs> Again, thank you, Mr. Thank Potato you, Mr. Head, Potato for Potato. being my hero and pointing out what we're all thinking. Yeah, fuck <laughs> fuck them kids. I mean, you're losing some points on the misogyny there, Potato Head, but you know, most of the time he's got a point. Yep. <laughs> So there's one last surprise present that comes out, but Rex in his excitement or like nervousness knocks over the baby monitor and the batteries come out and there's battery hijinks and they get them back just in time to hear that Andy's coming back. So they all have to like scramble back to their places. And we learn now that Bo Peep is part of Andy's lamp. Yarp. Like she's a 
figure on the lamp, but then he can take her off to play with her and then put her back on the lamp. Like, what? Guessing it was just like a package set, you know, but it's not a thing where she's part of the lamp. Like it was a sculpture that then has the wires put through it. It's just a package set. Yeah. I mean, like it's like it's a pastoral lamp scene. Anyways. Heirloom. It was mom's lamp and she kept it. And now that she has a kid. So Andy runs in with his friends, puts the new toy in its box down on the bed, knocks Woody off his perch, you know, his special place on the bed. And they all run out. And no, that never fucking happens. Kid's got a new toy. He will not be letting go of that. He's not going to just put it in his room. Right. But we got a story. So what I got to ask is, uh, what's the symbology there? (laughs) He's literally being replaced. And, you know, Woody's like, hey, okay, whatever. Doesn't matter. But we're going to let this toy know how it is. Let's give him a nice, big Andy's room welcome. This is an iconic, iconic reveal. The Buzz Lightyear reveal. Yes. Iconic reveal that I think involves Woody looking up Buzz's butthole. Like, that's just (laughs) kind of the angle as it pans up. And he's just kind of gazing in awe at Buzz's ass. Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, it's not like he's actually got a an anus so really he's looking at his molded bat butt uh i'm gonna disagree with you there john you think buzz poos <laughs> through his spacesuit? yes i think he does because you will see this is one of these things that i noticed maybe there's a screw hole there maybe it's a detail <laughs> that i'm missing because i have not intricately made like <laughs> close inspection of Buzz Lightyear's ass. Well, if you had, um, (laughs) as I did, you will see that on Buzz Lightyear's ass through this like coming scene, it says copyright Disney on his ass. That would be a magnificent thing to behold. I'm re-watching this. Holy shit. That's going to be amazing. Yep. I'm getting sincere flashbacks of Daffy Duck kissing his own ass with a Warner Brothers logo <laughs> on it right now. That did not come to you during Potato Head? <laughs> Funnily, no. So, yeah, a Buzz comes to life and immediately commits to the bit of being Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear, throughout most of the movie, believes he is the real Buzz Lightyear. He thinks he's on a strange planet, and he's, like, talking into his recorder, using star dates from Star Trek. Classic line, there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. The line everyone says whenever they... Hello! At that very moment, Woody (laughs) pops out. Whenever someone walks into Congress, that's the first thing that they say. (laughs) (laughs) So, I've got to wonder, and this is something they've played with in, in subsequent films, is new toys have the identity of what they're based on? I don't remember if that happens in future movies. Yeah, because other Buzz Lightyear's come out and like there's a Zerg one that legitimately wants to overthrow the world, you know? And Yeah, exactly. And like tour guide Barbie and stuff like that. But Woody is treating this, you're not a space ranger, you're a toy, as the most obvious thing in the world. But it means they all had to go through it. Exactly. And Woody is unaware of what his background was in the next movie. Maybe it's just specific to Buzz Lightyear toys. Maybe they were manufactured at the small soldiers plant. Possibly. (laughs) But I I also have to say, I do like the fact that the first thing Buzz tries to do to a local who says hello is to blow his head off. He knows very clearly that his laser destroys shit. And he gets into quite 
colourful detail about it. And he is already, as a first action, tried to murder Woody. It has multiple settings, and we will later learn that it was previously set to stun. Apparently. He had to shift it over to kill. That said... This is lovely foreshadowing. But also, he apparently can activate his laser without pushing the laser button. He can just will his laser light on. Well, fuck yeah, he's a space ranger. (laughs) He also is, you know, relieved that Woody is law enforcement uh, because Buzz is white. And also... And also meets the other toys, but initially he like points his laser at them. Yeah, tries to blow their heads off too. He tries to shoot them too. I think Buzz is from Texas, but that's... if there was a U-sized walking potato and a dinosaur coming at you, <laughs> <laughs> I've been to California Adventure. I've seen them. Okay, but you did not show up at California Adventure with no idea how you got there or with knowledge that it's like a theme park. <laughs> I don't think you know how much I drink on a daily basis. <laughs> now I'm just wondering how you got into California Adventure. Uh, it was not legal. Anyways, um, <laughs> so Buzz gives the, the toys the speech off the box like, I am the sworn protector of bloody bloody blood to fight evil Emperor Zerg, sworn enemy of the Galactic. And like Woody's reading it off the box as he's saying it. Mike, why is Zerg, Z-U-R-G, have an asterisk next to it on the box? Oh, yeah. I noticed that too. Why is there an asterisk? There must be more text on the box that we are not privy to. Maybe. Um, Oh, sold separately. Sold separately. I was about to say probably sold separately so they're like hey so where are you from buzz you know singapore hong kong and he's like no i'm from the fourth quadrant of bloody blah and the other toys are just totally unlike woody like willing to indulge buzz's space ranger fantasy they're just like oh yeah cool man like you know that's awesome you're also going to point out that he says he comes in peace after trying to murder two people already (laughs) well now he comes in peace after coming in violence now he's in peace (laughs) So, okay, that was a good point about everyone else playing along. Like, Bo Peep was playing along about Woody saving her sheep. Maybe being the favorite or being around for so long, Woody just has, like, heightened knowledge. He's seen more shit. Yeah. Entirely possible. Because the the other toys are really cool to go along and keep playing with whatever the scenario is, even if a human's not there. You know, like, the we gotta help him fix up his spaceship, obviously, you know. <laughs> Yeah, like they, they will get deep into indulging him, as we will see. Very much so, yeah. Um, so he's like, No man, you're like but he's like, No man, you're a toy, you know, you're not a space ranger, you can't fly, and he's like, No, no, man, I can fly. And check he, this shit out. Check this shit out. <laughs> he opens his wings, he gets on like the edge of the bedpost, and he yells his catchphrase to infinity and beyond, which is a nonsense phrase, but anyways. Making sense doesn't matter when you crit on your acrobatic save. Oh my god, he rolled double 20s on this shit because he goes down, hits the ball, bounces up onto the Hot Wheels loop-de-loop track, flies up, hits an airplane that's hanging from the roof or ceiling, (laughs) spins around, which gives him momentum, and he soars through the air and lands back on the bed. And as he's coming down to land back on the bed, I can't believe I keep having to say this in children's movies, but you all need to stop using Nazi dive bomber sound effects. God damn it. (laughs) It's the second kids movie with Nazi dive bomber sound effects. It's fucking ridiculous. It must be in a stock library. That's It must be. Are you saying this for all the the World War II veterans who are going to be watching this movie? (laughs) No. 
Maybe you just don't put Nazi war machinery sounds in kids' movies. Maybe that's just my philosophy. I could be crazy, but that's that's just me. Maybe don't airplane have Nazi sound airplane sounds. They just they just have stock airplane sound effects. No, these are Stuka Jericho siren dive bomb fucking sounds, man. Like like this is a very particular sound. That that's what I'm saying. It's somehow wound up in in like the stock royalty free library of sounds it's like the red-tailed hawk every time there's a fucking eagle flying on screen <laughs> you know it's it's the wilhelm scream of flying things pin in that by the way <laughs> yeah pin and pin in the wilhelm scream and so he's everyone is very impressed by buzz not flying and what he's like no man he didn't fly that was falling with style yeah it's amazing that the the toys again are just willing to indulge buzz because they live in this room they know the plane is there <laughs> Yeah, they literally saw him not flying. You just did like a cool trick. They saw him bounce, ride a car, which is somehow not sentient, (laughs) nor is the plane. (gasps) Yeah. Cars and planes. Fuck you, Pixar. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's very impressed. In fact, uh, Bo is like, hey, I think I found my moving buddy. So uh, sorry, Woody. Well, his name is Buzz. Ponzerous man skate. I was about to say <laughs> this moment of infidelity brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> Not real. We Why gotta stop giving sponsored? away free promos. <laughs> Why can't we get sponsored? That's my question. We need we need more people to listen. If you want to have get more people to listen, audience, we're we're trying here. And so Woody has to be like, you know, look, I'm still Andy's favorite toy. Like, I'm not gonna let this bother me. But cue montage of Buzz becoming Andy's favorite toy. Like all the posters and the bedding become Buzz Lightyear themed. Andy puts on a box outfit that he's made to make himself Buzz Lightyear as well. But instead he's just awesome. <laughs> It does become also obligatory South Park reference. Yeah, but but also Buzz is becoming like really popular with the other toys. He even teaches Rex how to properly roar. Etch a sketch draws Buzz instead of a gun, and basically Andy has to decide which one he's going to put in the toy box, and he puts Woody in the toy box. He goes to bed with Buzz, and this is where Bo Peep murders Andy in his sleep out of jealousy. <laughs> I was going to comment on the glow in the dark accents on Buzz, but that is also a thing that we could talk about. This is something I kept thinking of. Did the glow in the dark accents maintain throughout the film franchise? Because they do a really good job of being consistent in this one. Like when it's low light, he's only got the lightest, like the faintest glow to him. And then if it's nighttime, it's super bright. It's really good. I'm not entirely buying that Andy goes to bed with Buzz. Something hard and plastic is something awful to sleep with really uncomfortable yeah it, it's representative <laughs> i give it a pass for what it means to the film but no you absolutely have a point having a like a hard plastic action figure in bed that is gonna be a terrible experience you need a plushie exactly. yes i'm pretty sure you can find buzz Lightyear plushie and, so, and woody's more of like a, a rag doll with just like a plastic head so i mean it would kind of make sense if you, if you exactly can. but glow-in-the-dark toys were the coolest i don't know if you guys ever had like those glow-in-the-dark stars you put on your ceiling as a kid and you had like a starry thing. i had those well it was more of i was too lazy to ever take them down so i had them on my ceiling way longer than they ever should have been <laughs> they're impossible to get off are they <laughs> like 
like they're pretty damn hard. I thought she had to have like stuff to stand on to get up there and move it around the room and all that. I mean, it's a pain in the ass enough just to put them up there in the first place. Any kid that puts that up, it becomes part of the architecture. It's just. <laughs> I was about to say, what John is admitting to us is that they are still on his ceiling right now. <laughs> they probably are. This is not the same house. So as we're kind of panning over to the toy box to see Woody, did anyone else notice Slinky Dog's hind tail, hind tail, like hind foot twitching where he's sleeping? No, that is a wonderful little addition. That's fantastic. Just a, yeah, he's just like, you know, his dog sleep. And then Woody's obviously having a sad in the box. He's been replaced. And um, my note here is, I don't know, man. Seems dumb to have an emotional attachment to someone who literally perceives you as property. That's just my take <laughs> on this whole situation. Yeah, but when you're the favorite. The favorite piece of property. I get it. Yeah. Woody's his bottom bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, I believe I know what you are saying. So the next day, Woody wakes up, opens the the toy box. And, and my third favorite character of the movie shows up. And this is my favorite fucking line of the movie, weirdly enough, because he oh, comes we were quoting this just like a year ago at work for no goddamn reason. We'd find like a, a stupid little thing. We put it on our head. It wasn't even a cowboy hat and we would still use this line. <laughs> yes, because when he comes out of the toy box, he's like gasping for air because I guess it's pretty stuffy in there. And he's like, you know, trying to find his hat and a shark bath toy comes out <laughs> with his hat on and he does his Woody and he's like, oh, look, I'm Woody. Howdy, 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 howdy. Uh, <laughs> so funny. Fucking uh -huh. funny. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then sarcastic Tom Hanks is amazing as well. Yes. <laughs> my note here is I laughed way too hard at this. <laughs> I always laugh my ass off. The only reason that he is third favorite is this is the only time you see him in the movie, which makes him a bit, you know, that much more special. No, it's the still. only time he talks in the movie. You see him maybe like one or two, but he's the only time he talks. Mm, same difference. It's different. Anyways, you don't talk, you don't get a credit. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Buzz uh, shows Rex and Slinky Dog that Andy has written his name on his shoe. He's He's been accepted into their tribe and Woody kind of sheepishly looks at the Andy scribble under his foot and it's kind of worn out and it's backwards end because Andy doesn't really know how to spell back then. Oh, go have a sad. Yeah, go have a sad. But, and then Bo, after basically saying that she wants to fuck the shit out of Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> comes up to Woody's like, oh, don't worry. Andy's always going to have a special place in his heart for you. I mean, I won't because I'm going to be getting railed by a spaceman, but you know. This is her I hope we can still be friends moment. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. She's kicking his ass to the curb but just, you know, trying to let him down softly by talking about the child in their life. And then Mr. Potato Head says he's destined for the attic and he flips out. Oh, hell no, Potato Head. You've got a garage as best case scenario, most likely Goodwill. Come on. Woody goes over to confront Buzz. He's going to have some words. And we see, to an even greater extent, how much these fucking toys are willing to indulge Buzz's fantasy that he is, in fact, Buzz Lightyear because he's got his box up on lifts and he's going underneath on a skateboard and he's trying to repair it with a jack, like a Jackson ball. Like, fucking what? Yeah, as as if one of the jacks was a wrench or a screwdriver or something. This is I... how you deal with mental illness. You indulge into that uh, person's fantasy at every single level. Yes. And th that is the healthiest thing to do at all times, at all times. <laughs> 
and give them bonding strips, a.k.a. scotch tape, whenever they want to repair their uh, spaceship box. Well, as long as you're not dealing directly with them, I mean, like, you can still be right next to them, but as long as you address someone else, you don't have to fully indulge in it. I mean, Nick was just saying, bonding strips, oh, hey, man, hand me the tape. Here's your bonding strip, sir. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a swivel. Yeah. So Woody's like, hey, man, leave Andy alone and buzz off. Quick question. Is this the same panel of the box that has his backstory written on it? Yes, it is, John. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. Just wanted to point that he's, out. He's, he's reading his own fucking shit and just completely ignores it, even though it is literally right in front of him. It's either he doesn't get it or he's illiterate. <gasps> no. Ah. I just called this out, but I just justified it in my own head. In the event that when he lands, he has to abandon his craft, if anyone is to find it, they now know why it's there. <laughs> and they can be like, oh shit, famous Buzz Lightyear's craft, we better not scrap this for parts. <laughs> and that in this interaction, Woody finally gets that Buzz thinks he's the Buzz Lightyear. He's not doing a bit, and he finds this fucking hilarious. He starts making fun of him. To which I say, congratulations, Woody. The last horse finally crossed the line, man. <laughs> yeah, not too bright, Woody. Not too bright. He does like a look behind you. like, like, look, Buzz, an alien. And Buzz is like, where? Ah, ha, 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 ha. that famous Woody's line, you're mocking me, aren't you? Yes, you're mocking me, aren't you? I do like the delivery on that. Me but... too. Yeah, I never realized before just how much Woody is the villain of this movie. Oh, hands down. He is a fucking sociopath. We will get into it. You know, Sid is the danger, but... <laughs> Woody, and it's it's his own internal struggle, but yeah, he is absolutely the fucking bad guy of this story. <laughs> uh, it was actually something that went on with the uh, writing of this story, is that no one believed Woody would be likable before this would be released. He was too much of a cynic, and yeah, Disney actually constantly were telling them that this is, this is not a likable character. It was one of the many criticisms Disney made for Toy Story before they <laughs> distributed it. Oh, it's the power of Tom Hanks. That's what I thought giving it this rewatch and i was like woody is a shithead man he is a piece of shit fantastic character and entertaining but a terrible person and it's tom hanks man how can you hate him <laughs> it's hard to hate tom hanks even when he's being a dickhead cowboy speaking of tom hanks i mean it's kind of weird that we didn't mention the film's two biggest stars yet <laughs> yeah it is very weird Talked about John Ratzenberger before. Fucking yeah, John Ratzenberger and Don Rickles. Hell you know, yeah. That's who the kids are here for. But a bit of trivia that I I mean, I kind of wanted to bring it up when you mentioned video games about this. Tom Hanks is only Woody for the animation stuff. That's it. Yeah, he, he was not it in the video games. The video or... games or any of the toys that have been made that like have Woody's lines. That's not huh. Tom Hanks. That's his brother, Jim, who was also his running double for the wide shots in Forrest Gump. So what he's got a younger fuck? brother that he's been giving paychecks to because he voices Woody in everything except the movies, you know, and a few shorts. Crazy. And that's just, is that just to give his brother money or like he's just like... Uh... I, I can't be fucked to do this shit. I think it's kind of a, I can't be bothered. And he likes being an actor too. Uh, apparently at one point, this brother did a commercial and made people think Tom Hanks had fallen on hard times because of the resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> like shit, Tom Hanks' career took a nosedive. He's pushing Volvo. <laughs> 
So Tim Allen voices Buzz Lightyear Mm -hmm. of Home Improvement fame, of the Santa Claus fame, but he's apparently not going to be Buzz Lightyear in the upcoming Buzz Lightyear movie. Correct. They're giving that to Chris Evans. I really hope there's some way they justify it because we don't really know a lot about this. But what it seems is this is the guy the toy was based off of. Yeah, like this is as if this is Buzz Lightyear's actual universe versus Tim Allen, which is just Buzz Lightyear the toy. Right, exactly. And I guess Chris Evans is a bit more relevant in terms of, you know, currently... Buzz and Woody are interrupted by the sound of psycho fucking Sid next door, this crazy kid uh, who's about to blow up a combat Carl action figure with a firecracker. Uh, We also learn that his dog's name is Scud, like a Scud missile because Gulf War was still relevant. Like you wouldn't name your pet after an article of war. (laughs) I wouldn't pick a (laughs) shitty Iraqi missile. God. (laughs) Hey, Kalashnikov. Hey, Kalashnikov. I would rather call my dog Kalashnikov than fucking Panzer. Panzer. <laughs> Come here, Tomahawk Missile. Yeah. Has anyone seen my Panzer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Panzer of the Lake, what is your wisdom? They introduce Sid. He's this crazy kid, tortures his toys. Buzz is like, we gotta go save him. But the firecracker gets lit and Combat Carl gets blown up. They gotta take cover. And they've clearly seen shit like this way too many times because they do not react like a fellow being of theirs just got blown the fuck up. Like, if you saw a human being explode in front of you, that shit would traumatize you. (laughs) They're just like, oh, that's a bummer. Anyways. I gotta say, I do a little bit feel sorry or feel bad for Sid because I mean clearly yeah he he needs some discipline or whatever but he is obviously a neglected child who's just left to his own whims very true oh for sure you want to point out his horrible behavior sure but I mean it's just obvious by everything the fact that they're next door neighbors like look at the way the yards are maintained Sid's got a fucking dirt patch to play in one of the nice bit of textures when they're cutting back and forth much later on you see all of Andy's toys up on his table and it's got like this nice glossy finish they actually have reflections in it and then you have sid's room and it's a decrepit door on milk crates it is literally a door laid across some milk crates is what they give this kid for furniture in his room like it's so sad there are other elements too we'll we'll get there so nobody reacts like somebody just got blown up like a like a like a conscious being just got blown well, the fuck well they up. do react it's it's like you know not appropriately they're they way too chill about this relative to what happened and this is fact- the difference between seeing a car crash and watching way too many dash cam videos <laughs> you still get a reaction <laughs> but they're not watching the dash cam videos anyways no, i'm just saying you, you kind of have this anticipation it's a little bit exciting this time because you know what's coming just how long is it gonna take also woody makes a joke about wanting to see buzz become a crater like right after this happens and oh this yeah again what... woody sucks <laughs> my nurse is is woody a sociopath like what the fuck is wrong with him woody is at the top of the toy pile and he will do anything to maintain that status well he's not at the top of the toy pile anymore it's Buzz anything so andy's mom mentions that she's gonna take them all out to pizza planet that night and he can bring one toy with him and he can bring one toy and were you guys allowed to bring toys into public places like this not something like pizza planet no 
no. Like, what the fuck is this? I, I was, yeah, I was never if, allowed to If I to had to go to one of my older brother's football game or a wrestling match or something, yeah, I could bring a toy or something to keep me occupied because I didn't want to be there. <laughs> but, Fair enough. But you're going to Pizza Planet. I mean, this is like, um, you know, kind of like Dave and Buster's or a, a classy Chuck E. Cheese. I guess you could maybe say. Yes, a classy <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. With some dark material, as we'll see later. Woody's kind of like, oh, is Andy going to take me? And the magic eight ball he shakes says, not likely. And I have no reason to believe that this magic eight ball is any less sentient than anyone else. And Woody just fucking chucks it, man. He does. He chucks it. It rolls behind the desk. And that gives him an idea. If he can knock Buzz over down that same back of the desk, he'll be the toy that gets to go to Pizza Planet because Woody's an asshole. So he tries, he's like, hey, Buzz, you know, gotta help get this toy from behind the desk. And while Buzz is looking down there to, you know, figure out a way to help whatever's down there, he takes the RC car that's perched up there and tries to knock him over, misses, hits the cork board above the desk. This is like a Rube Goldberg chain of events that happens here. The cork board falls off the wall, knocks into the globe. The globe gets dislodged. Buzz has to, like, try and run away from it, barely jumps out of the way onto the windowsill, and the globe whacks the desk lamp, which spins around and whacks Buzz out the window. The universe has a lot of control in this movie, doesn't it? I mean, with Buzz's first flight, with Buzz being knocked out the window, 200 different things that the universe does within this movie. Well, I mean, it's kind of amazing that Buzz doesn't grasp the concept of gravity and that he has no no ability to resist it. (laughs) But speaking of resisting things we know that when andy's not around rc can drive around on his own yeah so woody basically just mind raped him and overtook his body (laughs) (laughs) he did he did do that he made him his own little puppet dude when the tires start twitching you can see rc is like what the fuck is happening he does not want to go speeding towards buzz like this but woody's an asshole can we have a counter for how many times that gets said in this so <laughs> by the way uh this is where we hear the an actual wilhelm scream as buzz gets knocked out the window and all the other toys are like oh my god buzz 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 like what happened here and rc clearly snitches <laughs> lets him know that it, this was buzz it, it was woody that it was woody. it was woody sorry yeah they try to fucking lynch him mm-hmm. he's like no no it was a yes. mistake Yes, like they literally do. they try to fucking lynch him and he's like no guys it was a mistake and it's like not really like you were trying to do that to him you just weren't planning on him going out the window you had a different location in mind i meant to trip him i didn't mean for him to fall you know off of the subway platform <laughs> yes <laughs> that is my defense your honor <laughs> And so, yeah, he's about to get lynched and he gets saved by Andy coming into the room. Ed just yeah, gets, Ed just gets, I'm sorry, but I can't let this point go. Ed just gets literally draws a hangman's noose. The they are going to yep. hang Woody. When I say they're going to lynch him, I'm not using that word lightly. They're literally going to fucking lynch him. But how the fuck would that even work? I don't know. He just hangs there until the plastic corrosion takes him. Who the fuck knows? Okay, I guess. It's a long, it's a long thing process. Uh, Andy's like, oh, well, you can't find Buzz Lightyear, so he'll take, uh, he'll take Woody second place. This line, as Andy comes out the, the house, he's like, I couldn't find my Buzz. And my note here is, after years of drinking and developing way too high a tolerance, me too. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> me, <laughs> natural <yeah>. part of <laughs> growing older <laughs> yeah 
Yep. <laughs> so Buzz sees Andy take Woody into the car. So uh, pissed off, he catches a ride on the back to uh, confront Woody. And uh, there's a failed rescue attempt with a barrel of monkeys. Whilst I did appreciate the line, we need more monkeys, because that's basically every time we do a brainstorming session, that's my contribution. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. Why don't they use the jump rope? the parachuting troops, or here's a thought, the jump rope with the monkeys, with parachuting soldiers. Don't forget Slinky Dog. And Slinky Dog. They have more than enough to tie together to get down into that bush. Yeah, and then so instead of just dangling, you know, jump rope or whatever and yelling for Buzz to grab on, they could, oh, I don't know, search? (laughs) Well, they do in their own way later. We'll see. Andy and his mom stop at a gas station. Uh, Andy's apparently going to help mom pump the gas, even though he's five or six. I don't know. And Woody's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to convince the other toys that this was an accident. And Buzz jumps down through the sunroof. So, yay, we'll, we'll go back. We'll tell all the toys this was an accident. And we're golden, except Buzz is pissed. Rightfully so. He's like, you know, yeah, we, we, we teach that revenge is, uh, is a bad thing on my planet. But uh, we're not on my fucking planet, <laughs> are we, motherfucker? <laughs> oh, oh, this shit is on. <laughs> Yeah, Buzz starts showing a bit of personality, which I kind of like. <laughs> yeah, fucking tackles Woody out the car. They start wrestling underneath, and then Andy drives away. So they are lost toys now. I mean, Buzz just thinks he's slightly more stranded than he thought he was before, so that's not really a big deal. He's going into action, man. He's got a plan. we got to find conveyance. Let's, uh, you know, let's do something. And this is where Woody falls apart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did we forget the ending? You know, that happens right here. A truck moves in. Buzz <laughs> runs for his life, but Woody just collapses onto the ground and gets crushed by the truck's wheels. Crazy. I, I didn't remember this. And then it was very much, it was just Buzz Lightyear for the rest of the movie, completely traumatized by what he'd just seen. <laughs> and he never got over his delusion. I don't remember that ending. Yeah, he regressed really fucking hard after this. <laughs> but no, that's not what happens. But yeah, like, why the fuck would Woody commit to the toy rules? There are toy rules. We'll get into it. But yeah, why would he not just run for his life like Buzz? Also, why does Buzz ever act like a toy? Like, like I never <laughs> gotten that. He thinks he's Buzz Lightyear, but he does the, you know, freeze as a toy thing when Andy or other people are around. It's like, why would you do that? You you think you're the real Buzz Lightyear. You would just keep talking like, oh, hello there, giant human. I think he thinks he's suffering from some kind of narcolepsy or something. I don't know if it's some weird failsafe within the toy rules. I mean, they're about as well as explained as Mortal Kombat, so <laughs> you can't really nitpick this too much, but yeah, he does do the freeze and pose thing, except for this instance where he clearly doesn't. He runs and smart. I just assume that, you know, he is someone who has very poor mental health. He's suffering from a delusion. He has frequent narcolepsy episodes every time Andy comes into the room. He is the definition of a traumatized, very traumatized sentient being. Or he's the only sane one. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, they reconvene under the truck. Woody's kind of panicked now because like, look, they're lost. Andy is moving in two days. And that's when Buzz reveals that he's actually Princess Leia. No, no, no. R2-D2. Either or, I feel. He is the only one who knows the secret weakness of Emperor Zerg's weapon that has enough destructive power to destroy an entire planet. Buzz Lightyear is R2-D2. I'm siding with Jules. (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> Princess Leia, you know, she received the plans, but she uploaded them into R2. R2's the one with the knowledge. You're saying she didn't re- look at the plans beforehand? and From like... what we know of Rogue One, I'm going to say no. There wasn't really enough time to analyze the data. Okay, fine. So Buzz Lightyear's R2-D2. <laughs> Never mind. It also explains his dome. Mm-hmm. Huh? And all the beeping noises he can make. He's okay, got his little okay. buttons and his flashing lights. Exactly. It's all coming together. <laughs> and really wants us to believe that he can fly. <laughs> Thanks, prequels. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the more I think about this, the more sense it makes. <laughs> Just want that song to stop playing. I believe I can fly. <laughs> no, that's how I dislocated my shoulder. Ah, uh, callback. So yeah, uh, Woody's not impressed with Buzz, in, you know, being in his delusion at this point. He's like, "You are a toy." And another uh, the, iconic line. Mm-hmm. The best comeback here. Uh, Buzz just says, "You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity." Farewell. And my note here was, I have got to work that into my daily conversations. <laughs> Oh my God, me too. Could you imagine if someone's just like really upset and you just drop that and walk away? Well, I was going to say, yeah, that's um, pretty much how all Twitter rants end, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's also really strange that Woody's like, um, you know, if we did comparable sizes, Woody's like a foot and a half taller than Buzz, who refers to him as little man. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> He's little as a person. Like 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 as a as a We already said he has zero moral fiber. Yeah. He's he's down as low as you can get there. <laughs> yeah. Well Woody's just about to manipulate someone with clear mental health issues. Well, again, because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> So, yeah, a, a small person in that regard. Petty, manipulative, vindictive, exactly. everything. Exactly. He really is the full package, guys. And he's the protagonist. <laughs> uh, somehow. Somehow he's the protagonist. <laughs> but, yeah, he sees a Pizza Planet truck sh- drive up to, to refill. And he's like, well, fuck, I'll be able to get Andy there, but I can't go without Buzz. So he lies to Buzz that he's found a spaceship that's going to take him to a spaceport to get them off the planet. Point of nitpick? It is not there to get gas. No, it's to get oh, directions. Really? The driver stops and asks for directions from the clerk at the gas station. Oh shit! I maybe was if you left your subtitles it. on, you'd learn. <laughs> I'm sorry, Daphne but yeah, Ball. no, you can you can very faintly hear it. I imagine it'll be on the subtitles where he's like, "Hey, gas dude, where's blah 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 lane?" <laughs> Uh, the days before fucking Google Maps. Yeah, and and whoever the clerk is specifically calls him kid. Yeah, so it's some teenager probably just got his license and is delivering pizzas or some cash and got lost. Yeah, and he's like a typical naughty's dude, bro. Hey. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it totally makes sense that he drives a yo. <laughs> like a Toyota? Yeah. But all the other letters are missing. And not uh, that the paint faded. It just says yo on the tailgate <laughs> of the truck. Uh, basic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Woody sees the truck, realizes he can get to Andy, but he can't jump without Buzz because otherwise, you know, lynching. That has got to be the most casual use of lynching <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> because, you know, the lynching's going to happen. As Jules might say, casual lynching casual is casual. Casual lynching is very casual. <laughs> 
<laughs> is it Thursday already? <laughs> Time for the lynching? <laughs> so, yeah, it tells us whether this is a spaceship. We'll take him to a spaceport. He'll be able to fly home. Uh, Buzz insists on sitting in the cockpit and not the cargo area because there are no restraints in the cargo area. Wear your seatbelts, kids. Wear your seatbelts, kids, because, yeah, Woody sits in the, the cargo bay, the, the flatbed, and gets crushed by a fucking toolbox. Okay, so a couple points. One, Buzz is better at seatbelts than Sam Neill. We can establish that. Yes. Also, Woody gets the idea because the Pizza Planet delivery thing, the pizza delivery sign on top is actually rocket ship shaped. Rocket ship shaped. That is hard to say. (laughs) But that doesn't matter to Buzz. He just sees a car and is like, oh, that must be what they call a spaceship on this planet and jumps in. (laughs) Yes, this clearly terrestrial vehicle. Yes. No, no, no. This isn't the spaceship. This is something which will take them to the spaceport. But Woody specifically says, I found a spaceship, Buzz. And that's what gets him to stop walking and turn around. Yeah, yeah. But then, as the explanation goes, Buzz says... The car they've been hiding under, that idea never occurred. He's just going to walk? But now that he's specifically told spaceship, so what I'm getting at here (laughs) is that his delusion has made this truck appear as a spaceship (laughs) to his mind. Because he's talking about, you know, cargo bay and cockpit and such. (laughs) Well, anyways, they finally arrive at Pizza <laughs> Planet. like I've had enough of your shit. Yeah. Y- y'all keep fighting, and I'm just going to move on. Um, so, yeah, now they arrive at Pizza Planet, and uh, Buzz is very excited. He sees a giant rocket outside. It kind of looks like the Red Rocket gas stations in the Fallout universe. And the entrance to this fucking thing. Oh, this place is amazing. This place is amazing. But this is a fucking fire hazard. There are two like pizza Cylons who are guarding the uh, the front door. And they're like, <laughs> welcome to Pizza Planet. They have these like pizza spears that block the entrance until they but move not them. Really. Not really. Yeah, they're not entirely covering it. Let's say there was so there was a scenario that for whatever reason, the automated door still worked, but the Cylons didn't. It's a matter of ducking to get past them. Okay, when you have hundreds of people running out in a panic, that's how people get crushed. Well, that doesn't matter if there's anything in the way or not. Black Friday can tell you that. <laughs> I'm just saying it makes it much more likely. Anyways, but it is a cool, it's a cool okay, visual. Okay, when they hold these drills to destroy parents, but the kids can get out easily. <laughs> and anyway, stop <laughs> giving only... safety violations to our imaginary pizza planet that really should exist in real life. Pizza planet grew up to be Dave and Buster's. <laughs> it is way too good to be Chuck E. Cheese. But it grew up to be Dave and Buster's. Better than Dave and Buster's. I fucking would love Pizza Planet. I it is it is yeah it is what Chuck E. Cheese should have been. It's got an arcade. It's got like an unlimited refill alien Slurpee machine. That like mm-hmm. Andy has a line that confuses the shit out of me. What does he say? <laughs> It's the way he's bargaining as if he has broccoli in front of him, but he asks if he eats enough pizza, if he can do like the alien Slurpee machine. It's just weird. I mean, if you catch your mom off guard and she says yes, then she still said yes, and that's hard to walk back. Yeah, but mom's also got baby, you know, along for the ride. So Andy's just too nice of a kid, I guess, to slip off and have a little (laughs) Slurpee slushy whatever when mom's not looking. Apparently. But I mean, he's a good boy. One of the things that creeped me out, though, about the inside of Pizza Planet is the whack a mole is a guy in a spacesuit with loads of alien chest burster holes in it. Chest burster, I know! 
I know. And you hit them with like, a hammer. Yeah, not not like some weird landscape and they prairie dog up and out. No, this is a dead it is multiple space body. It is multiple chest bursters on a bloody torso. <laughs> this ain't just holes in the spacesuit. There is blood splatter on this thing. <laughs> Fucking amazing. <laughs> oh man, it's Operation Gone Mad. So Woody sees Andy, tries to get Buzz to jump into the stroller with him, uh, but Buzz sees a crane game that looks like a rocket ship and that's what's going to get him off the planet so Woody has to be like ah fuck I gotta go get him and inside the rocket uh, Buzz meets an alien toy cult the alien cult I love love these guys I'm pretty sure their reaction to everything in the subsequent scenes is how Nick sees anyone who's even vaguely religious. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I love the absolute awe. Stranger from the outside. (laughs) Okay, question. After you guys had seen this, how many people practiced trying to do the whoa, but like moving your mouth <laughs> every your day face. for about two weeks? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I think more, more people for me were going the claw. the claw. Oh, no, no, no. That's what you did in public was the claw. <laughs> claw is our master, claw is our leader, claw decides who stays and who goes. <laughs> Shrek is not life and Shrek is not love. It is the claw. <laughs> it, yes, Shrek is the claw. Three days later, Scientology. Claw's going to get you. Scared of the claws. <laughs> so, yeah, Woody comes in as well through the, the, the prize retrieval slot. And, uh-oh, Sid is at fucking Pizza Planet, just fucking jumping and banging on the Wait, various He's cheating at Wack an Alien. Yeah, he's standing on the dead body. <laughs> <laughs> he sees the, the the prize game, and Woody tries to like pull Buzz under the 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 alien toys so they don't get seen, and does so successfully. Does so successfully for a hot second because oh, the yeah. claw picks the toy up that was covering Buzz, and now Buzz is exposed. And Sid is very excited to get a Buzz Lightyear toy. Woody's trying to pull him out the, I guess, the the latch where you put the toys in to refill it, and the aliens won't let him pull Buzz out. Because he has been chosen, he must go. <laughs> God, they are fantastic. They are so I love these little dudes. <laughs> They definitely featured in a moment in the the, the Toy Story video game, if I remember. <laughs> yeah, but what you don't do is give them their own goddamn spin-off movie series. Oh, God, fuck are they minions. doing that? Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, fuck you, minions, yeah. you goddamn walking Twinkies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure these alien guys have had like a short film or something like they've done oh, something with them. Uh, yeah, they've undoubtedly done something, but not a multi-film franchise. Another bonus for these aliens, for these little guys who maybe got their spinoff. You can understand what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, the minions can say banana. Like, let's just give credit where credit's due. The minions can suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> uh, the minions are a the, bag uh... of dicks. <laughs> No, they are a representation of the paranormal activity in New York because they are just big damn Twinkies. (laughs) It's one big goddamn Twinkie. Meanwhile, back at Pizza Planet. <laughs> yes, back in the, this movie. Um, 
Woody can't let Buzz go, who's been captured by the claw, so he just hangs on, and Sid is very happy to get a double prize. And the most unbelievable part about all this in this movie with talking toys is that a claw machine would give a single person two prizes in a fucking row. And it worked. It has no way does a claw ever lift anything heavier than a toothpick. Okay, first of all, no way does a claw ever lift anything out of these goddamn machines. <laughs> which is a point towards Sid is woefully neglected because he is a claw machine master <laughs> who is able to collect two different prizes in a row. Yeah. And the claw doesn't give up when they provide any resistance. Claw is tenacious. <laughs> so anyways, Sid looks at his new prizes and says very menacingly, Let's go home and play. Will Buzz and Woody survive their stint in Sid's house, or will they be blown up like Combat Carl? Well, stay tuned while we take a break. Or will they join the cult? Or will they join the alien cult? So many possibilities. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll finish breaking down Toy Story. Yeehaw! Thank God we made it home, partner. Yes, it's a huge relief. That was one wild adventure we went on. We survived after being left behind, Toy Wayne Gacy's torture chamber, and his dog Cujo Jr. chasing us through high-speed traffic. You have to admit he was well-trained, though. Still, I'm just happy we're partners and friends. Oh, we are neither friends nor partners, Woody. What's that? See, you may not have attempted to actually kill me, but you did try to trap me behind the desk so that I'd never be found. Yeah, but that's not as bad as trying to kill you. It's actually worse, because you didn't want me to ever be found. The loneliness and solitude would have probably driven me insane. It would have been worse than the isolation of deep space. All right. But you're used to that, right? And that's another thing. You took advantage of me during my delusional state. You're a terrible toy, and you belong in toy jail, if that's a thing. Yeah, you're right. Wow, can't believe I thought I'd get away with it. I can't believe the audience liked you. I don't think I like me. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> and we're back, and Sid is skateboarding home with his toys in his backpack. Uh, the alien is pretty sure that he's going to Nirvana. But he's like, nope, we're never going to come out of here. It's Sid's it's, it's house. Oh, yeah. Again, he's just so goddamn happy. They're you know soon going to be passing through the gates of paradise. Oh. And here's where we find out that Sid is a remarkable dog trainer. Oh, yeah. Scud yeah. is immediately barking his freaking ass off. And instantly, after Sid says a command, Scud responds. And not just that. When Sid takes out the alien toy and puts it on Scud's nose, Scud does nothing until commanded to. Sid is an excellent dog trainer. So this just helps to show you just how horrible and merciless Sid is, because, you know, the dog is going to take after its owner. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I make note here, hey, why does Buzz freeze when Sid puts his hand in the backpack? Like, he still thinks he's Buzz Lightyear. And then Sid, just to show that he's a real asshole, he steals his sister's doll, runs up, he's like, oh, she needs an operation, and like tears its head off, replaces its head with a pterodactyl toy. Unnecessary surgery. Yeah, unnecessary surgery. But she's sick. We needed the double cranial transplant. And he only does one cranial. Yeah, he really does. And even that one was very much a failure. <laughs> Because it falls off almost immediately. I mean, come on. 
Yeah, but if it wasn't for a moment like this, I'd have been like still feeling bad for Sid because again, they don't have much. It's obviously a terrible household and it's sort of like, yeah, he's kind of like fucking with the toys and stuff, but he's he's being imaginative. He's kind of, you know, shaping, making his own world, that sort of thing, just in a kind of weird way. But yeah, dealing someone else's toy and running upstairs to fuck with it just to scare him. Sorry, no. Yeah, poor Hannah. Poor her. She like she seems like nice. She seems nice. Yeah, because he gives back the doll with the pterodactyl head and she screams and he chases after her. And this is where Woody and Buzz see the fucking toy horror show that is Sid's room. Bunch of like Franken toys come out. You got the doll head, metal spider. Uh, this was a rejected Wild Wild West concept. Also, <laughs> legs on a fishing pole. There's like a pi- like a jet fighter pilot torso and head on a skateboard. There's a monster hand jack in the box. It's really creepy. It's actually well well done horror kind of stuff, especially for kids, which is makes it even harder. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially because the room is dark and you have like the the silhouetted shadowy thing like scuttle and front of the camera lens while the characters aren't looking it's horror movie 101 it's yes brilliant though and so he jumps out of the bed where buzz is and he's like oh my god buzz Buzz, save me they're cannibals i get why buzz would say that i don't get why woody agrees yeah they know toys don't eat yeah buzz doesn't well buzz doesn't but woody does (laughs) yeah i mean that's my point i i don't get why woody's going along with the cannibal thing even though Sid is obviously the one who's pulling them apart and putting them together. They just see them like get the the, the parts of the toys that got their heads popped off and dragging them under the bed so they they presume cannibalism. <laughs> we resorted to cannibalism very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comfortable with how this expedition's going to be honest. <laughs> Uh, so back in Andy's house the the toys are searching for Buzz with a flashlight. They yell at a, a cat. Can toys talk to animals? Can animals understand toys? As far as comprehending, I'm not sure, but as much as they would understand their name being yelled from anyone else. Because as we will learn much, much later, Woody can will himself to speak to Sid, who absolutely understands what's going on. Yes. So Andy and his mom come home, and only now does Andy realize that Woody is gone. Like he 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 was like so insistent on bringing a toy to Pizza Planet, and did not realize that his toy that he had brought to Pizza Planet was no longer with him. I think he was so excited when he got to Pizza Planet that he forgot about it. And oh, you know, I left Woody in the car. And then he was probably bitching about it the whole ride home. You know, we're just hearing the tail end of it here. Also, I don't know the right way to say this, but Andy's got to be kind of slow. You reckon? Oh, I do. Now that I think about it, yes, he is. I... Yeah, he's he's complaining that Woody's not there. He's been looking and mom said you didn't look hard enough and we will just come back to this. <laughs> I have some more evidence to 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 back up your, your assertion later for sure. So yeah, the toys are like, ah, coward. He ran away. He knew we were going to lynch him and... <laughs> And Bo's like, I hope he's okay. Is this where we get the line from Rex saying, who'd have thought he was capable of such atrocities? Possibly, yeah. My note to that was just, yeah, the world's reaction to Putin right now somehow ended up in the script (laughs) of this movie. But we knew. We knew what he was so capable of. But yeah, Woody is not okay because he is getting a magnifying glass tortured by Sid. He wants to know the location of the rebel base. There's our foreshadowing with Buzz's laser coming back. Uh Uh-huh. Sid is doing what Buzz had intended to do to Woody. 
And then it works nicely because it's a setup for something else later. This is very nice. This is where Woody says, I hope it's not permanent. And my note is, you know it's permanent. You're a toy and you're aware that plastic does not heal. Yet it's not. So that's my my final point of the movie, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's my final note for this movie is why the fuck is Woody's forehead okay at the end? Because fuck you. Yeah, he so Woody gets <laughs> saved in this moment by a Pop Tarts ex machina. He manscaped the rest of his forehead down to match. <laughs> Manscaped, sponsor us. No. That, that, that's getting good. <laughs> he used the lawnmower 2.0. Or is it 3.0 now? I don't know because I have Adblock. Adblock, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, so basically, Sid's mom calls out and says, A Pop Tarts are ready. And then Woody puts out the, the singed forehead in a bowl of floor cereal. More evidence of Sid's terrible home life. <laughs> the brightest spot of his day is Pop Tarts. Buzz pulls the suction cup shooter things one off his helmet and one off his ass um you mean his uh, copyright disney sign yeah. <laughs> but did the plunger pull out his space poo at the same time that's really what i'm here to find out <laughs> yeah the, the he sees that the uh the doors open because he'd originally like on the first i tried to open the door but it was locked from the outside when sid rushed out to keep torturing his sister he apparently locked his door from the outside i think this knob just turns the other way and what he's not used to it <laughs> he's already had like- enough of a traumatic experience he's unable to adapt and he's an asshole so i don't care <laughs> yeah yeah, fuck Woody. <laughs> he starts manipulating Buzz with the old karate chop. Yeah, he grabs him, does his karate chop action, which I think the real, like the the the, the deluxe real toy had as well. It would be a shame if they didn't put it in. Oh my god! I mean, it's a feature that was literally featured. I don't quite get why the uh, the Franken toys start forming a barrier. Like maybe it's a it'll be worse for you if they find that you've escaped your cell, sort of thing. Also, why can they not talk? Good question. They're probably worried that Scud will get them. Entirely possible. Yeah, he'll let the dog in. If only they could communicate. This whole section of the movie could have gotten lifted and all the lessons could have been learned in this one scene. Yeah, but then this movie would have been 50 minutes. I'm cool with that. But then we wouldn't get one of my favorite magicians, so. Them not talking will be shown to be way the fuck more absurd in a little bit. I'm going to hold off until we get there. So basically, after he karate chops Buzz past the Franken toys, Woody just drops him and fucking runs <laughs> doesn't give a fuck yeah i guess he doesn't really care about getting lynched or again it's just high stress situation he's not thinking properly he's just out to save his own ass yep and he's gonna run down the stairs however scud is sleeping on the midway landing so no going down that way they try to sneak towards another door another room i don't know what the plan was but woody's pull string gets snagged on the railing and wakes Scud up and so they get separated Woody dives into a closet Buzz dives into what I am assuming is the dad's study because it's got very like we don't see the face but this is way too fucking big to be Sid yeah for some reason my memory always had this as like the living room but they're still upstairs right so I didn't really understand because this is definitely a very comfy chair like a recliner of some sort and yeah Sid's dad is falling asleep with the TV on and it's in the morning he's clearly had a few 
YouTube is. I was going to say, given the state of everything else of this household, he has already drunk himself into a stupor, was also yeah. my headcanon, yeah. I will also point out that the sound effects for Scud are phenomenal. They are terrifying. Well, that's good because everything else isn't. No, the sound design <laughs> of this movie is fantastic. <laughs> I, I will give that. I will give that credit. I mean, again, for the time, this was insanely good. I mean, and Pixar has reliably pushed themselves. It was, this is what we want to accomplish. And they would have to come up with you know, like whatever tools or hardware or software to make that happen. They pretty much never rely on what already exists. So for the time, this was amazing. But my God, does Scud look terrible? But Scud is also way too scared to go into the dad's room. Like, this dad probably beats this dog. So Scud just backs off and gets the fuck out of there. And Buzz sees the Buzz Lightyear toy commercial. Existentialist scene. This existential scene brought to you by Pendulette, of all yes! people, who voices the commercial. Have you ever been to a to a Penn and Teller show, John? Or No, no, I never have. I... <sighs> Sorely want to sometime. But yeah, apparently he was one of the first people to ever get cast. Supposedly when Pixar was starting up and they only had two servers, they literally named them Penn and Teller. That's amazing. <laughs> and as you mentioned earlier about uh, Steve Jobs, that's kind of how the idea of this film and everything got its way to Penn Gillette because they were buddies. Huh. He's been on podcasts and done this interview. You know, I don't want to retell his whole story here, but yeah, he has a whole thing about how he went up in this movie that explains why pendulette's there by the way i i went to a pen and teller show in vegas and it's it's fucking amazing like you definitely definitely got to do that yeah and so buzz like lifts his his uh, his arm communicator thing and he sees that he is in fact made in taiwan it's amazing what you won't see if you're not looking for it due to the number of times he has talked into this forearm that is correct but he, he you always notice that he's like looking around him he's not like looking into his communicator half the time well yeah but also that the gauges never move or the fact that they're not actually buttons you know it's it's again it's it's not what he's focused on because of course it would work of course right yeah so cue sad Randy Newman music. Yeah, this one I'm fine with. <laughs> it's a solid song. And it fits. It fits, yeah. And he's he's very still very much in denial despite literally seeing himself at a commercial. He sees the open window above the staircase and he climbs up onto the, the banister to uh he thinks he's gonna fly out the window to infinity and beyond, but no, he falls. Yeah, my note is this is how reality hits every single one of us. <laughs> Whenever we have those sort of special us moments, it's a real coming of age moment for him. Yeah, so one of his arms comes out of his sockets and Hannah is looking for her Sally doll. And so when she sees Buzz Lightyear at the bottom of the stairs, like broken, she's like, never mind, because apparently Buzz Lightyear is as good as a Sally doll for, for her. Oh, uh, Buzz Lightyear would be worlds better, but even broken Buzz Lightyear is better than Sally. So Woody falls out of the closet that he was hiding in, uh, and he finds Buzz dressed up having a tea party with Hannah and her headless dolls because Sid is a fucking asshole and destroys all her shit. I'm a little concerned at how well-adjusted Hannah seems to be. Like, yeah. I think she dissociates. 
she must because I'm like, the fact that this shit is tolerated by Sid's parents is proof that this is an abusive household. And that she just goes along with Tea Party. With headless fucking dolls. Although Buzz has an amazing line here. Well, after um, Woody throws his voice, he's like, Hannah, come downstairs. Yeah. You know, and she's like, coming mom, runs out, comes in. And I've got to say the line because it is an absolute, this rant is my everything. It's a drunken tea rant. He says, one day you're defending the whole galaxy and then suddenly you find yourself sucking down Darjeeling's with Marie Antoinette and her little sister. <laughs> the Marie Antoinette and her little sister is what makes that just amazing. Because he gets like so quiet of, should I really say this or not? <laughs> The over-the-top drunken ramp part is, of course, funny and wonderful, but just that little kind of little whisper-whisper stage aside is <laughs> so good. Like the headless dolls wave as well, which makes it just... <laughs> also, how does Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger know about Marie Antoinette? I was just about <laughs> to ask. Also, I never heard this line because I turned off closed captioning. <laughs> I've never heard this line. It's too soft for me. Am I deaf? I was about to say, Shit. closed captioning is for when you can't hear things. So maybe you should start using it more. God damn it. Don't, don't, don't ever turn 30, audience listener. Just after 30, it all fucking goes. So yeah, first of all, how the fuck is Buzz drunk? There's literally nothing in the fucking teacups. Like Clearly you got the wrong Darjeeling. <laughs> <laughs> he probably like drank out of Sid's dad's beer can. <laughs> like amazing tea party with lasting effects was almost my how you doing today. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, gets Buzz out of there. Um, Laments not being able to fly out the window, but him not being able to fly out the window gives Woody an idea. And we get one of the most quoted lines from this this movie. Years of Academy training (laughs) wasted. It's definitely made the round in the memes. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't really know of it being quoted, just almost everyone's understanding of their life after college. (laughs) (laughs) Or post-education, whatever level you got to. He thinks, oh shit, I'll, I'll take, he grabs some Christmas lights that came out of the closet with him and he's going to chuck it across to Andy's house. Like that's how he's going to get out of there. But he needs the help from the toys in Andy's house and literally the two worst toys, the two that hate him the most are there <laughs> no, playing battleships. No, 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 battleship. they're not playing battleships. <laughs> they're playing strip battleships. And Mr. Potato Head is losing so bad that he's literally losing his nose. Yeah, why are, why are they playing yeah, the body Yeah, already That's wearing fucking... his hat. And let's say that Potato Head was able to take a ship, which, based on what you see of the board later, had to have been the case. What did Ham have? I mean, he should have the plug, I guess. He would have a plug on his belly. He has his cork and money. He doesn't rattle. I don't think there's any money in him. You might be onto something. I think there is. Remember that there was money in that opening sequence? I think it just got taken out of him during that sequence because Andy needed... And never put back. (laughs) And never put back. We We just talked about how excellent the sound design is in this. (laughs) But Ham does not jingle. So, yeah, Woody tosses in the Christmas lights, uh, but Mr. Potato Head doesn't believe that Buzz is with him, tries to get Buzz to come up and talk to the toys, but Buzz is like, fucking lost his mind. He is just, like, playing spaceship with his severed arm. He literally had his dark tea time of the soul. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know how we didn't make that joke at the moment. But anyway, yeah, he's playing airplane with his severed arm. <laughs> Could you imagine if this wasn't toys? It would just have to be like a comedic zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, he's like, hey, Buzz, come up here. And Buzz just chucks him his arm. Like, Oh, no, because he says, would you get up here and give me a hand? Yeah. And he throws his <laughs> yes. arm up there. Uh, Literally gives him a hand. That was a beautiful joke. Woody has to do this thing where he's got the arm poking around from the side of the window, being like, oh, I'm Buzz Lightyear. Uh, okay, hi guys. one, why does <laughs> like, Woody think this will work? And two, why do the toys idea. think this will actually <laughs> stop believing this shit? Well, okay, we already know that the subordinate toys are really good at just going along of whatever the alpha wants to do. So even though it doesn't make sense, I can give it that justification. Woody's been the alpha so long that of course he thinks they'd go along with it. Even though it's the little kid trying to do a puppet show and making you think that they're an awesome ventriloquist and totally not moving their mouth right now. It's, <laughs> if you, it yeah. doesn't, it, no, it shouldn't work. I agree. <laughs> but you asked a question, so I'm answering it. But as mentioned, our battleship players, they're a little wise. Something screwy here. Yeah. Ham notes that something's just not quite right. And Potato Head asks him what he's trying to pull. Oh, and yeah, this was the stupid pills. <laughs> this were <a> stupid pills <laughs> game. And that's where Woody reacts naturally. And they're like, holy fuck, he ripped his arm off. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they dropped the Christmas lights. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, fuck you, murderer. <laughs> Yep, fuck you, murderer. And even Slinky Dog is just like, mm -mm. even Slink. Nope. Yep. Even Slink's fucking Slink. Away. Back in Sid's room, the monster toys are swarming Buzz, and Woody thinks they're trying to eat Buzz, but they actually end up fixing his arm. Again, and the thing that Woody should have known better. Yeah, he should have known that, yeah, the cat, like, get back, you cannibals. Like, he bought into them being cannibals. Doesn't he say savages? That as well. Is Woody a colonialist? I mean, Woody's a cowboy. Let's not pretend that cowboys. I wasn't going to go there, but I literally just had that thought as well. <laughs> yeah, cowboys and colonialism, co cohabitating concepts. Uh, but yeah, it turns out they didn't eat the other toys. They gaff taped their necks back on. Yeah, they did a better job than Sid did. This is not their first rodeo, I don't think. No. no. And so, yeah, Sid bursts in with a box and. They got to go back to their places, and he's got a a dick-shaped firework called the big one. When I <laughs> it's a rocket firework. Oh, I'm sorry. Rockets aren't phallic? Uh, how pointy is your dick? If if you say... There is not around it. No, no, I'm not letting this die yet, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> how pointy is my dick? Well... Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not like SpaceX rocket or whatever the fuck that was. Or no, that was Bezos's. Where it's got like the round ball at the end. It's your typical pointy, you know, cartoon rocket. Come on. I think it's more in the dialogue. You know, he says, it finally came, the big one. What am I going to blow? What comes to mind <laughs> with those three sentences? <laughs> Dick. And do I need the lawnmower 2.0 before I get to blow it? <laughs> It's the lawnmower 2000. Yes, because we're in the 90s. <laughs> and yeah, so basically he's he's looking for a toy to strap. He's like, oh, I'm going to strap this to the fucking, that, that dumb sheriff. And looks under a milk crate and Woody's literally like hiding. Yeah, Woody's a ninja all of a sudden. 
I mean, when you're a, like a stuffed ragdoll thing, you could be pretty flexible. Like <laughs> More of a comment on his strength, but okay. Yeah, so he finds Buzz and he straps the rocket to him because it's actually kind of thematic. Always wanted to, to you know, put a spaceman in a rocket. However, uh, it starts raining and the launch is delayed. Sid is very bummed about that, but uh, somehow he knows it's going to be sunny tomorrow even though this rain took him by surprise. <laughs> he lives in California. Well, no, because in California, a downpour like this lasts for three fucking days, and then you don't <laughs> get any more for months on end. Okay, so again, like he was really excited, and then he can't do it, and he gets sad for a moment, and then all of a sudden, just the imagination clicks back in, and, well, he's going to do a little weather report, but, God, I still can't defend him. There's so many little ways that I want to like feel bad for this kid and want to you know be on his side and support him, but I, I still just can't. And then he sets up a literal ticking clock by winding up his, <laughs> yes! his, his alarm clock. <laughs> Most unimaginative ticking clock. I've never had an alarm clock like that, like like the ones with the bells on top. Yeah, me neither. I, I disagree about it being the least imaginative because obviously someone like Sid would have the red little digital numbers ticking down <laughs> that is the least imaginative ticking clock you can put in a movie come on so back in, in andy's room uh, andy's mom couldn't find woody or buzz and this is the first time we actually get a sense of andy actually giving a shit about woody he's actually sad that woody's not there up until this point it's just like buzz has stolen his heart he doesn't give a fuck you never forget your first love. Well, yeah, well, because he doesn't have his first love or his second love, so now his life is empty, and uh, he started. A, he's going to go start a podcast. So. <laughs> and Slinky Dog and Potato Head are coming along <laughs> for the ride. <laughs> Andy is now, because the story demands him to be, worried about not finding Buzz and Woody before they move, and Bo is like, oh, you know, if only you were here, Woody, to see how much you mean to Andy. By the way, have we mentioned yet that uh, Bo Peep is Annie Potts from Ghostbusters? No, we had not. Okay, yeah, Bo Peep is Annie Potts from Ghostbusters, the sassy secretary, and it's she's a delight in everything I, I encounter her in. Slinky Dog is Jim Varney, who rose to prominence as in the Ernest movie. Yes, he's fucking- Ernest scared stupid, Ernest goes to jail. Ernest joins the- Yeah, he's Ernest, so Ernest is Slinky Ernest Dog. Ernest Christmas, yeah. We will probably do some Ernest movies at some point. Oh my god, I bet they're terrible. Oh, I'm sure they're fucking garbage, but we, <laughs> we have to watch them. I mean, hot garbage is our MO, so- <laughs> <laughs> so why are we doing great movies like this? I say, yeah, and yet we watch Toy Story and Jurassic Park instead. Because they still have shit to rip apart. It's not nearly as fun. What the hell's wrong with you? Why do we choose these incredibly beautiful movies? Do you know how hard it is to write notes on this shit? <laughs> well, I wrote some, well, I got some great notes here because we cut back to Sid's room and Sid is sleeping fully clothed in a lazy doggy style position. Yeah, that was a weird one, wasn't it? Who the fuck sleeps like this ever? But presented to the sky. Whores. Marty McFly kind of had that weird, like, ass up, arm behind the back thing. Buzz is now having a big sad about being a toy, staring out the window, and uh, Woody has to convince him that being a toy is better than being a space ranger, and no, the fuck it's not. <laughs> hey, Nick, you want to be a toy or a space ranger? Uh, space ranger, motherfucker, of course. <laughs> the Buzz uh, depression episode is very real. But it, it's it's basically to say, accept what you are. Accept your reality. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's there's good things. You got this, you know, Andy loves you and you're awesome. You got so many cool gadgets on you that other toys would like fucking kill to have. Appreciate, be grateful. These are all 
important pieces of advice. Now shut up and fall in line and do your allotted tasks. <laughs> well, yeah, because he basically says that, uh, you know, yeah, like he might be too cool because, you know, Andy doesn't like me anymore. I'm not as cool as you. And then does the first selfless thing that he does throughout this entire movie, which is tell Buzz to save himself. Woody tells Buzz to get out of there, and he thinks that Buzz has actually left him. But no, he's like, you know, we... We got to get out of here and get back to our boy. <laughs> and so here's the, here's the funny things. Cause so he, so Woody is trapped under a milk crate with a toolbox on top. The idea is that they're going to push the milk crate and the toolbox together to get the opening of the milk crate to spill over the workbench. So Woody can drop down. I don't think either of them quite got the idea. I think Buzz, his plan was to knock it off. <laughs> Woody's plan is to get to the edge and slip underneath so it doesn't make a noise. Confusion aside, uh, I would like to point out a crazy continuity error in this sequence. So when Woody is being mopey in the milk crate before they're, they try to rescue him, in the milk crate with him is a spiral-bound copy of a U.S. Army field manual on improvised interrogation techniques. The fuck? And at the moment when they push the milk crate over and Woody can jump down, that army field manual on improvised interrogation techniques has magically disappeared. Because it was improvised. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. There's a magical army field manual somewhere in Sid's room. (laughs) So much less sympathy for this kid now. This kid has killed an animal. Like, we, we can all agree on this. This kid has, like, killed a neighbor's cat or something. Oh, yeah. The crate and the toolbox fall over. This does not wake Sid up. It is the alarm clock that he set that wakes Sid up. I thought it would be amazing if the toolbox didn't and the alarm clock didn't, but then Woody got his pull string snagged again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fucking funny. But nope, that's not what they went with. Um, also, uh, no breakfast for, for Sid. He's going to immediately <laughs> go shoot. There's no time. There's no time. He unlatches like the nine door latches that block his room, <laughs> and he runs out with Buzz strapped to a rocket. And why wouldn't he want to do it at night? The explosion would be more impressive. The purpose is not the explosion of the firework. It is the explosion of the toy, which you would not see as well. At night, it's the big one though. It it just means it has more destructive power. <laughs> Heat, but buzz. <laughs> Sid doesn't give a fuck what the fireworks display looks like. He likes the destruction that he can bring about with explosives. <laughs> and pop tarts take way too fucking long to cook. True, true. You don't have to cook pop tarts. You can eat them right out the package. We know his excitement of your pop tarts are done. I don't think mom meant she unwrapped some foil. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, pop tarts take so long that he poured himself a bowl of cereal, went up and tortured Woody for a while. So, and then neglected said cereal. I just, I want to say that's there from a previous meal. That bowl has just been rotting. Like it's, it's just, the, it's just the little bit that he didn't finish. Yeah, and it's still got like the milk that's going sour in it, <laughs> which means that Woody smells like that for eternity since he ducked his face in there. And there's no way you're getting that smell out. 
Well, speaking of Woody, he uh, holds the door open, uh, but Scud is there and barely manages to close it. Um, and he's he's panicked now. He's like, he's like, fuck, I gotta save Buzz. And now, oh yeah, well, Woody does have superhuman strength because somehow he overpowers a dog, which is what twenty times his size, <laughs> forty times his muscle. <laughs> Well, we're going to later see that he can run at 25 miles an hour, so. <laughs> yeah, but hold on, wait. A, a point with the math that Jules is, you know, improvising out of his ass. Um, <laughs> it's it's not even a multiplication factor on this strength because Woody literally has no muscle. He has cotton batting <laughs> inside of him. <laughs> That any of these toys can move is a miracle. But he overpowers the dog, which just seemed weird. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, this is like a fucking like deformed American bulldog. So he's like, yeah, fuck, I got to figure out Buzz. This time for friendship reasons, not for lynching reasons. <laughs> yeah, he's suddenly not in this to save his own ass. Also, in case we needed more evidence that Sid was a fucking psycho, during this like whole sequence here, in the corner of the room, Sid has affixed to his wall a paper human silhouette target filled with bullet holes. Like like the kind of shit you would shoot at a shooting range. Like he took, like he apparently has one of those, whether or not he shot the gun himself. It's something that I was always just kind of aware of, but always process it as more of like a BB gun or pellet gun yeah. holes. Those look like bullet holes to me, but you might be right. Yeah, well, you have a, Cat named Panzer. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I will call my next cat Panzer. That, that is... I will. Just for this, I will call my next cat Panzer. Uh, come here, Panzer. Um, so, yeah. So now the the gives the, the, the Franken toys a plea to help to save his only friend in the world, Buzz. And they're skittish, man. Like, Sid has done some fucked up shit to them. But despite their PTSD, they are going to help him. Yeah, they went through the shit that desensitized Woody and the rest of Andy's household. They lived this shit. And yeah, so naturally they are skittish. They like run around initially, but they he gives a good enough speech where they're like, you know what? We're going to help you out, buddy, because being a fucking mechanical spider doll head sucks. They do. They do. Must have knowledge of the whole ventilation system, too, because Woody comes out with a plan that involves some intricacies, the vent and wiring access. Yeah. Which, which is. <laughs> Prefabricated homes, despite their external upkeep, they are actually all the same with the same layout. <laughs> In this neighborhood. Entirely possible. Because Pixar did not have the time, money, or expertise to create different looking domiciles. <laughs> also, in the middle of this planning, Woody's like, look, they're going to have to break a few rules, but he's got a plan. And so there's clearly toy rules. Like, there, there's, a, there's a code of conduct that comes with being a toy, which is like, you, you can't talk to the humans. Thanks, Raiden. Glad you brought it up here in the third act. Yeah. <laughs> You think there's a, there's a scenario where all the toys are sat down and told the toy rules? You know, just like Mortal I Kombat? I think some toys have temporary dragon tattoos. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> that turned into poorly animated dragons. <gasps> no, no. When you are officially a lost toy, like the Andy peels off of your foot. <laughs> <laughs> Flies away. 
<laughs> uh, listen to our Mortal Kombat Annihilation episode if you would like to get these jokes. Back in Andy's room, Andy's having a sad as the movers take his stuff out. He's got the cowboy hat. He's got the Buzz Lightyear ship box. He misses both of them. Like, literally on a fucking dime in terms of missing Woody, does he turn? Has not given a single shit about Woody since getting Buzz Lightyear. This is, this is, this all happened. Having been around small children, this is, yeah, this is a thing. They got so wrapped up in the new toy for a good while. And then, you know, yeah, where's, where's the old favorite? Sure. I don't hang out with children, so I'll, I'll take it. I try not to. <laughs> they just keep getting in the way. <laughs> they, keep, <laughs> they keep pulling me back in. Well, no. Thankfully, they moved a couple thousand miles away. So, <laughs> John's nieces and nephews, if you're hearing this, he fucking hates you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that already. <laughs> well, the, the two youngest don't. The others, we've had talks. <laughs> just understand if your parents die i will not be there for you john will start deforming your toys one by one he's gonna strap his big one to them <laughs> ain't no rule says i gotta take care of your ass <laughs> <Ain't no rule. laughs> so outside sid is getting the launch pad ready and inside the toys are ready to go they, they've they've got their plan ducky and legs like this Pez, duckhead, bouncy, who the fuck And knows? this is where they learn to talk and be like, hey, quit objectifying me, asshole. <laughs> yeah, he basically just like calls them by their physical characteristics. Um, Legs is like, um, I'm a fishing rod. You will refer to me as Rod Stewart. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, just because Rod Stewart has lady legs, that's not my fault, Jules. <laughs> yeah, so ducky legs go through the vents. Woody yell- says very defiantly, wind the frog. And they're about to get on Rollerbob because they're getting ready for a midnight race. You're goddamn right they are. More like a midday race, but I, I but I appreciate the, the enthusiasm here. They they release the frog, and the frog, uh, like wind-up frog on wheels, leads Scud away, and the rest of them go out on fighter pilot torso and head on a skateboard. They, they That's who's going to take Rollerbob. Rollerbob, okay. I just want to say how much... You know, what he's grown as a character as he sends Froggy out to certain death. (laughs) (laughs) He does risk them. The Froggy could die. Yeah, he sends Froggy on a suicide mission. On a potential suicide mission. Well, first he rang the doorbell to distract Scud for a moment whilst they let Froggy out. So basically... Ducky and Legs get to the light that's above the 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 front entrance overhang. They pull it out. They drop Ducky down like on the Legs' fishing pole. Distracts Scud, but also to get Hannah to open the door. So as Hannah opens the door, Froggy comes out, gets yoinked up by Ducky and Legs, and Scud knocks into Hannah, who just chucks him outside. I love how they went through the ventilation to get into light. Because <laughs> that's how it works. Most American houses are made of fucking paperboard. Like, <laughs> that's not. Yeah, but ventilation is always covered with metal. They would have to have drilled a hole through the ductwork in order to get to the light fixtures. And assume that's no insulation in between. However, given the state of everything else in this house. True, true. You could just say dilapidated house, right? They might have been able to, yeah, very easily get through the ventilation. By the way, I know it's supposed to be bamboo, but the wallpaper in this uh, entranceway looks like weed. <laughs> like the leaves on the, the bamboo. Don't act like you don't want that in your doorway, Nick. I am not a weed smoker. Assumed you did. <laughs> 
Honestly, I'm so I'm so like wired. I probably should just start to chill the fuck out. Nick's gonna become our tally. Welcome to Millennial Rewind. You want to get high? Oh mate, well you there are many occasions where you're just like, guys, I have no idea what's going on or where I am. So frankly, that's <laughs> true. You do get those from time. And to that's time. me without weed. Me with weed would be totally <laughs> fucked. Just so fucked. So anyways, skateboard crew gets on. Uh, you know, skate Bob gets everyone else out through the doggy doors. So they're all the other toys are in the back. They rendezvous with Ducky and the others who come down a, a drain pipe. We've gone from air vents to light fixtures to fully external plumbing. <laughs> yes. Don't think about it. Um, so, so yeah, they they kind of give them the thumbs up and like all the toys take positions throughout the backyard. Um, also recruiting dilapidated toys that are back there. Toy corpses, yeah. And so Woody runs up to Buzz who's on the launch pad. Look at Buzz sits away fucking run my dude we saw you run from a, a truck <laughs> run but he didn't or maybe like the, the 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 stick in the back of the rocket like in the dartboard that's the launch pad prevented him from Good getting day, away yeah. but but yeah so like he's like what do you get me out of here he's like just just trust me and Woody ragdolls and Buzz like the fuck, bro. <laughs> like that's not helping. That's not the solution to everything, Woody. But you know what is the solution? Psychological drama. <laughs> he cuts it really close too with Sid lighting the rocket. Yeah, because basically Sid sees Woody. He's like, "The fuck are you doing out here?" Whatever. He chucks him on the the grill and he's like, "We'll have a barbecue later." Puts a puts a match in Woody's holster, which is a fun little thing and then yeah he does his countdown thing and you were saying jules woody waits wait too fucking long he, he waits till after one after one do it on two dude he could have lit the fucking fuse oh i'm sorry when i said psychological trauma and torture did you think i only meant towards sid <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we get woody being really good at being creepy he doesn't move his lips he's like the Talky Tina doll from Twilight Zone. <laughs> does a little exor oh, well, slower than Exorcist, but does a little head spin. You know, because he's calls out to Sid using his voice box. He first does his lines like, oh, there's a snake in my boots. And he's like, who? And Sid's like, oh, well, it must be busted. And he's like, who you calling busted, buster? That's right. I'm talking to you, Sid Phillips. And Sid's like, fucking what <laughs> and then all the zombie toys come out just like fucking surround him like this is kind of a creepy moment fucks with his mind and you know the the whole so play nice that's when he's like fully animated and his mouth's moving and sid freaks the fuck out and even hannah can scare him now she i'm glad she has at least one intact doll it's that's good for her i'm happy she has that in her life go hannah yeah, she is able to now scare the shit out of Sid and hopefully uh, keep him away. Uh, so good job, everybody. Everyone's, you know, Woody's like, good job, everybody. But uh, Andy's about to leave, so we got to run. <laughs> and Andy's mom really needs to inflate these tires. These tires are not at full <laughs> pressure uh, on the car. They are very deflated. So they, they, Woody runs through the fence. Buzz tries to go through the fence, too, but he's got the rocket to his back, so he can't get out. He's like, no, go, and... What do you think about it for a second? <laughs> Still <in> the <laughs> he gets to the car. He's like, ah, oh, my conscience, my stupid fucking conscience. And he runs back. Or is it his conscience? He could still be worried about getting lynched and still not give a fuck. There's a distinct possibility. I have one question, by the way. You know, the stakes for this entire movie is that, you know, they'll be left behind if they move. Right. The house has been sold, right? 
the ones that they're leaving. Yes. Couldn't they just lay down in the house and so the new owners say, oh, you forgot your toys? You see, the thing about that is, go fuck yourself. <laughs> because then we, don't, because then we don't have this next sequence. <laughs> yeah, but they're Andes. And without Andy, life is meaningless. Even though they've existed for a couple days, at least, you know, just fine on their own. Yeah, they found purpose. They've, like, made friends. Yeah. <laughs> Without Andy, their lives were enriched. They, like, experienced some shit. Wait a couple of days, chill out on the floor, you know, for the new owners to arrive and say, oh, they left a couple of toys. We'll take you right there. No, Jules, you are you are technically correct. The best kind of correct, as we know from Futurama. But <laughs> then we don't get this next bit. Also, the only way they would probably think to do that is if it had happened before. And so the fear of being left behind has prevented such a circumstance. Yeah, fear makes you do illogical things. Okay. So yeah, so they, um, Woody frees Buzz from the fence. They they run out into the street, but the car is driven away. Uh, then the moving truck drives over them, and they see the the thing you pull to pull down the the door in the back of the where the cargo bay is. <laughs> cargo bay. I, I, I you've been I've been indoctrinated. Been indoctrinated into Buzz's mental illness. It's called a callback. Yeah, that's what that was. Totally, totally intentional. <laughs> totally a callback. Not not me blanking on what that was actually called. That's that's what happened there. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, so it's more amazing that they're able to see this and react act and do what it is they do to be honest which is run at 25 miles per hour behind the fucking truck well the truck's not up at speed yet i'm sorry these two tiny ass toys the fact that they're keeping up with this truck at any speed is <laughs> fucking miraculous <laughs> so like, fine 10 miles an hour that's still too fast for these fucking things yeah it is and as they run towards the truck scud sees them and scud is like well can't not have a chase right now uh so scud runs after them buzz gets up the the canvas pull thingy woody starts climbing up and i didn't really remember this but scud catches him by the leg tears it off and then woody's a cripple <laughs> did you also notice that the, there's a shot right before of woody climbing up really quickly up to the top and then when it cuts back he's further down again so that scud can him. I did not notice that, but hey, wouldn't be the first continuity error in this movie as we've just... wind, wind, wind. He used his mighty, mighty strength to keep the door shut earlier. He can't. He doesn't have the grip strength, and you got the wind from the moving truck. <laughs> well, anyway, Scud doesn't actually bite Woody's leg off somehow. Dumbass. Yeah, way to suck at being a dog. Um... <laughs> So Buzz is like won't let his buddy get killed by the dog, even though Woody literally considered just leaving Buzz behind just now. Just now? <laughs> Multiple times, including just now. Jumps onto Scud's face, like lifts his eyelids up and like, like lets them go and they kind of elastic back into his eyeballs. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's great. But that makes Scud let him go. But then Buzz is left behind with Scud and Woody's like, oh, fuck, I got to get Buzz. The main thing that was wrong with Scud is he has basically human eyes and the way that Buzz snaps his eyelids are very much like they would with a human eye as opposed to a dog's eye. That's... 
your biggest issue with what's wrong with Scud? I mean, he definitely has that Spuds McKenzie type pit bull look to him, but Jesus, this dog is unnerving in every <laughs> facet. <laughs> So Woody opens the boxes of toys. He, get, he opens it up. He gets opens the boxes. The toys see him. They are fucking horrified to see Woody because he doesn't have buzz. <laughs> they think he's a murderer. And now he's returned for the rest of you. <laughs> exactly. He wants more blood. Starting with RC. <laughs> Why the fuck doesn't Woody get on the remote control car? Especially because he knows that he's going to lose contact if the radio... The remote is too far away. I'm sorry. His whole thing this whole time has been about saving his own ass. <laughs> yeah. So why is he going to put himself into scud range? <gasps> That's why he's named scud. Worked it out. <sighs> sure. As usual, we find an answer to a different question. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he throws, kicks RC out the back, drives him up towards buzz. Um, who's, like rolled under a parked car and the toys start attacking buzz and he's I mean, attacking woody and he's like no no i'm trying to save buzz and they're like ah fuck you why does the piggy bank when he does a body slam on uh, woody why does that cause buzz and rc to leap into the air that is a great fucking question Jules, for which we have no answer <laughs> haptic feedback <laughs> Was this RC car ahead of its time? I don't know, man. It, yeah, it, it's fucking dumb. I, I had the same question, Jules. I, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, so well, they're still beating the shit out of Woody. Uh, Buzz and RC drive through a busy intersection, uh, get crushed by cross traffic. <laughs> Scud also got run over. And this movie got like really fucking dark. Horrible. Like, Scud horrible giving his like moment. pained wincing as he like slowly fades away. Yeah, it was, it was, it was And horrible. then you have Woody's bloody little cottony stump, like from when Scud's, you know, stomach burst open. <laughs> yes, because he Because that totally leg. also happened. Yeah, the, the, it is continuity <laughs> from, from that moment earlier, I mean, what yes. dumbass dog would ever ignore that kind of shit to run into speeding traffic that would never happen um dogs yeah dogs, dogs i'm sorry do that man i'm sorry but dogs do that yes seriously speeding traffic that's the whole thing about chasing cars we've established that scud is well trained though well trained to obey sid and fear the father but outside of the house fair game man fair game yeah i, I had a stupid ass dachshund growing up who ran towards a car that came down our driveway, got fucking run over, like literally like thrown up into the wheel well. He somehow miraculously, we fucking got him to the doctor and he survived, right? He had to have like pins put in him. And even after he got put back together, like the fucking $6 million man, this dumb motherfucker still ran after cars. Yeah, man. Dogs, dogs do that. Yeah. There are some dumbass dogs. I think a lot of this, like the whole wheel well thing is definitely getting cut, but I also think it was important to make the point, <laughs> at least to you. No, I think the world needs to know how dumb my dog was. Um, oh, God. So anyways, yeah, that doesn't happen. Uh, so no, Buzz and RC go straight through the intersection and Scud doesn't get run over. He gets boxed in by four cars. Uh, apparently he can't jump over the hood of a compact. Or go under a vehicle. Or go under. There were options. Also, I don't know if you guys took a close look at the human models inside these cars, but I try to avoid looking at the humans whenever possible in this movie. They are terrifying. If you can believe it, they are even more terrifying on the cars. Like there's this one model that 
no facial features. It's like it looks like you know the 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 punching dude, like this like the top torso rubber dude that you'll like practice boxing oh, on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So imagine that level of facial expression and just as little eye whites. There's no eye whites on this model. There are no pupils. Okay, I kind of need to go back and see this now. Yeah, this like if you just don't want to sleep for a while, <laughs> go back and look at these. It's it's fucking nightmare fuel. So uh, Lenny, the the binoculars on legs, sees that Buzz and Woody are riding on RC, and the toys now feel bad about misjudging Woody, even though they had every reason to believe that he was a crazy psycho killer. And they're also able to see through his eyes. I mean, if, if, if the toy soldiers can look through clear, <laughs> like, like solid plastic, <laughs> this is not that much of a stretch. In fact, it might even be better because there's actual like, yeah, like there's like at least some translucence in this toy. Yeah. But at least with the army men, it was, binoculars now you're using another living being to peer through <laughs> you're saying you would not look through another living being to not while they were living i mean that's why you cut first. the skin off to make your masks yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know how you do it in fancy ola but out here in the inland empire we make sure they're dead before we start using their eyes or at least their sockets <laughs> we like them squirming in la it's, they're, they're they're fresher it's fresher that way um Segways are weird. <laughs> and also, a oh, great line from Rex here uh, as they, they realize that they uh, misjudged what he says. Great. Now I have guilt. Welcome to the theme of the movie, Rex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> welcome to the theme of the movie. And just welcome to my life's catchphrase. Yeah, That's just much. great. Now I. <laughs> So yeah, the, the RC car gets closer uh, through the power of turbo mode. There's a turbo mode which makes the RC car go as fast as actual cars. It's 40 miles per hour, easy. Easily. And they lower the loading ramp of the truck for reasons. And it crushes them. Yeah, it crushes them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they die. They splat. It's It was gross. Not the last time they're going to die in this movie, by the way. It's absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, we had a few instances early on, as will happen, but it just really becomes, it's its the ending of Doctor Strange is kind of what happens at the end of Toy Story. And the moving truck guys don't seem to realize that they're throwing like epic sparks behind them. <laughs> Yeah, they don't hear the scraping of metal against asphalt or feel the drag. Nope. Nope. <laughs> the music Hakuna Matata is too loud. That's a good point. That's true. They're all tuned into Radio Disney. <laughs> so they drop Slinky Dog to try and pull them up, but RC is slowing down because he's running out of battery, and you can see like RC getting really tired. And my question is, does RC die if he runs out of battery? No, he just goes to sleep. Yeah, he's often napping. Okay, he goes to sleep. But yeah, so the RC slows down too much, so Slinky loses grip of Woody and they stop and they're very distraught about this but they realize that they could light the match that Sid put in the his his holster uh, apparently safe these are not safety matches there we can strike them against anywhere matches to light the rocket on Buzz's back strikes the match and it is immediately snuffed out by a car that drives over them that was a great touch for a few reasons one it's like oh the triumphant moment and you take it away from him and then you get to call back to the magnifying glass, you know, earlier with 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 Buzz's uh, yeah. dome. Woody learned from his torturer um, how to torture. How to yes. torture, and that saves his life. 
and set off explosives. <laughs> Woody is Sid now. Um... <laughs> so what we're saying is lessons have been learned. <laughs> There's been character growth, not necessarily in the right direction. <laughs> I'll say they are not the same as when we first met him. Exactly. Well done, story. Good job. <laughs> but yeah, so basically they, they think they're like they're fucked. And then Woody's hand gets burned by the sunlight being amplified through Buzz's helmet, as we've been saying. And he's like, gets an idea, turns the rocket fuse around, lights it with the the magnification. And there's like, all right, we're going to go. Without Buzz's consent, just grabs him and yanks him and tells him to shut up. Considering how many times he's mind raped RC, do we really expect consent from Woody? No, I just couldn't resist another opportunity to point out how terrible Woody is. Okay, good. Woody's an asshole. Uh, but then as he gets back out of the car, uh, he's like, oh, fuck. I just lit a rocket. Rockets explode. <laughs> <laughs> Way to think that one through. We, we are meant to believe that Buzz has the strength to hold both Woody and RC, and Woody is capable of holding RC whilst literally going at a rocket speed down a road, right? Yes, we are meant to believe this. I'm sorry. Are you saying that there is evidence throughout um, hold on, let me look at my note. The entire fucking movie that would negate this? <laughs> so as they approach the truck, they, they're they lifting off. RC gets, like, dropped and, like, flies into the thing. But why doesn't Buzz let go of Woody and let Woody get in there? He keeps holding on to Woody. Suicide pack. Because you've been a dick to me my entire existence, <laughs> and goddammit, I'm taking you along. Suicide pact. <laughs> he, he learned it from the claw cult. <laughs> Suicide They're both going to Nirvana. <laughs> wait, wait. A suicide pact with someone else who does not realize they're in a suicide pact. Non-consensual suicide pact. This is called murder-suicide, Jules. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, anyways, they fly up, uh, explode, and die. And that was, again, a very sad ending to the movie. <laughs> but no, the actual ending is that... You know, Buzz clips his wings, it cuts him out of the rocket, and they fall to their deaths. And there is absolutely nothing that could possibly save them from this, as we have clarified <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's been shown that Buzz can't even glide. Yep. See, he just had to reach the right velocity, is what happened. He's carrying a load this time. It's even less likely to happen. <laughs> the flight makes absolutely no sense. Now, what would have been amazing is if everything that we bitched about was justified in that he held on to Woody and then, like, kind of throwing and kicking off of Woody would get him at an angle that he could start gliding <laughs> with this momentum. But alas, it was not to be. <laughs> no. Nope. So anyways, they don't die twice in this, <laughs> this part of the <laughs> sequence, which is dumb. Uh, but yeah, Buzz isn't flying. He's falling with style because Buzz has accepted that he's a toy. That doesn't change your physical properties. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know. I know, John. I know. I know. We're almost done. We're almost done. We're so close. And yet so far. <laughs> and he doesn't fly them into the truck. He flies them through the sunroof of the car and drops into a box that's sitting next to Andy. And this is where, John, I'm going to return to you saying, you know, mentioning that Andy is slow. Because, yep, this is exactly the moment. Yeah. I don't hear is Andy's a fucking idiot. He clearly <laughs> knew that they worked in this open box before they started the car journey. God, yes. <laughs> I get mom's reactions. 
Right. Because he's just like, Woody Buzz. What, dear? Oh, they're, they're right here. She's like, yeah, see, I knew they were in the car. I'm fucking trying to drive, you know. I'm a single mother, like, going through a move. Yeah. And he's sitting there all sad. They fall through the sunroof and land in the box next to him. And he's just like, shit, I wasn't looking well enough. Wow, Andy. Andy does not have object permanence <laughs> at age six. What's that old? Not, this isn't even object permanence, man. Guys, Andy's vision's based on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the attack comes, not from the front or side, but from the roof. <laughs> Jesus. From the Christ. two toys who never even realized were that. <laughs> God damn it, that works way too well. <laughs> that's bravo. Bravo. That was brilliant. Love it. So now it's Christmas in the new home. Uh, the toy soldiers are reporting from inside the Christmas tree. Yep. And this is also the sequence where we get to see how terrifying mom's body is. <laughs> oh, boy. Again, zero mom animation budget. Oh, so uncomfortable. And then Bo sexually assaults Woody under some mistletoe. I debate whether this is mistletoe. This is like a just random twig. Whatever it is, she velociraptor pounces him. <laughs> After setting the trap, because it's her sheep holding it. Yep. Uh, Rex is also now like, because he's got confidence in himself, he's okay this time around if there's going to be a dinosaur toy. He was very worried at the birthday party that there would be another dinosaur toy. And he's like, maybe it'll be a leaf eater and I can be like a predator. Um, yeah, Rex obtained bloodlust. It was really weird. Bloodlust? Yeah. Or he's now sexually a dom, like either or. <laughs> or both. Don't want to limit Rex here. I just want to clarify that being a dom and being a predator are two very different things. In an ideal world, yes. There are some Dom Predators. Also, we, we, we look at the decoration of the room. There's equal Buzz Lightyear and Woody cowboy decorations and drawings around. So, you know, finally, they can both be the favorite toy together. Uh, I just figured that that was their wedding photos. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz Lightyear and Woody are gay married. They have an open relationship so Woody can fuck Bo Peep. That's... <laughs> Or if she ever wants to dabble in sci-fi, who knows? We know she's up for it. So modern families. So I'm just wondering, you know, like what did she do to satiate her urges during that time? Then both of the objects of her affection were missing. She does have that cane, that that crook. <laughs> Maybe not as girthy as you might like, but it's got length. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I imagine the bendy parts could lead to some adventures. So, <laughs> Anyways, Mr. Potato Head hears that there's a Mrs. Potato Head, so he's going to shave. and He's going to take his mustache off. Again, there's no guarantee she's going to date you, dude. This is, this is weird. Woody joins Buzz on the bed next to the baby monitor. And my question for you guys is, how did Bo Peep leave uh, lipstick marks on Woody's face? I have always wanted to know this. <laughs> She just like imprint her enamel like she now has like white lips because whatever was there got. Imp <laughs> and how did the hole in, in Woody's head get fixed? I mean, uh, well, yeah, th this is where Woody is healed. <laughs> and the only thing I can think of is that Bo Peep found a crayon. I just drew them or like, yeah, used it as a lipstick. No, no. Yeah. Lip, lip gloss, few kisses and just kept reapplying as good as good an explanation as any. Buzz is perched next to the baby monitor. He's listening to the things come in. He looks kind of nervous. And Woody's like, yeah, you're not nervous. You're going to get replaced, you know? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. He's like, come on. 
what could Andy possibly get that's worse than you? Getting one more fucking dig in at Buzz because Woody's an asshole. Mm -hmm. And they hear a puppy. A puppy is worse. You're not competing with a puppy, toys. And movie. Yay! And that was Toy Story. Uh, but before we go, we as millennials, we know that every movie and TV show has a moral. So, Jules, what'd you learn today? That I want to join a cult. <laughs> Particularly a squishy alien toy cult. Hell yeah. And John, what did you learn? I learned that no matter what I do to sabotage your life, one act of kindness will redeem me in front of everybody. That people can justify being assholes for years just because they do one thing. Ugh. I know far too many people like that. Yeah. Well, anyways, I learned that sometimes you just need a friend in you. <laughs> <laughs> How did you not say that like Randy Newman? Sometimes you just need a friend in you. <laughs> I got a friend in me. <laughs> I got a friend in me. And I can't get him out. <laughs> oh, Oh, boy. And before we go, we, of course, need to tell you what we're doing next time. So, John, what do the folks at home have to look forward to? Well, we're ditching the cowboys and sticking with some aliens, though. <laughs> nice segue. In one of the highest budget B-movies ever made, Independence Day. Oh, yeah. So Just in time for Fourth of July at America. And, John, do you have a, do you have a review to, to beam us up? This is, again, an official review, not just some random internet user. The dialogue is tacky. The characters stock and the special effects, no improvement on anything George Lucas did 20 years ago. Click here to read full review. That is a broken link. It takes you nowhere. Got it. <laughs> review teased. And that's our show. If you like to please subscribe. If you love to please share it with all your friends. And whether you liked it or loved it, we'd appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help others find us. Also, be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Links to all of that are in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Millennial Rewind.